Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. It's episode 33, an episode which will play its entire career out in RGS colors and go down as one of the best passers of all time, uh, which means that you shouldn't pass on this episode, uh, but it sure can dish, and our guest coming up in a little bit <laughs> certainly does that. Uh, Justin Morissette with you once again, and with me, as always, is... Uh, Stefan Heck, live from the Toilet Factory. <laughs> And John Cullen live from also the Toilet Factory, a.k.a. Justin's living room. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good intro, though. Yeah, right? Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty good. So I guess since, Stefan, we only have you on the line for about two minutes, we're just going to jump right into Toilet Tales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We've got a couple of toilet updates. So uh, do we have a theme song for this? We We, do, don't we? We sure do. Here it comes. I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. All right, Stefan, give us those sweet toilet tales. Well, um, I, I think we, we have some exciting news, and I told you guys about this yesterday, but uh, Real Good Show uh, has been invited to the Kohler Box at uh, this Sunday's upcoming Canucks game. Are they a toilet uh, company? Which, they're, Yeah, it's, a, it's, a big, it's like the big toilet company. It's like the Walmart of toilets. <laughs> that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, so that'll be fun. I think there's a lot of booze john i know you're uh oh sorry uh there's food though as well yeah no that's good i mean obviously yeah. i don't drink so i probably won't yeah i probably won't yeah. partake in any of that but uh but yeah i mean absolutely i hope i kind of hope the drinks come in like little like toilet glasses yeah i just well um i, just I, I was oh sorry go ahead justin I, i'm appreciating the irony right now of there being a <clears throat> toilet box at rogers arena <laughs> yeah well the, the thing is i think uh Phil Partridge uh, and my buddy Brent, they work for Kohler, and uh, they sent me a picture of, uh, they got these Canucks scarves uh, handed out to them in the box, and they say Kohler on them. So there's, uh, there's two toilet companies on the scarf. <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So that's, that's toilet time, but I can update you on my lunch today at the toilet factory. I actually went to Subway. Nice. As and, you do. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, this guy pulled this like huge power move in front of me. I guess his like bank card wasn't working for whatever reason, um, and so like he angrily like looked up his bank balance on his phone and then like shoved the phone into the sandwich artist's face and was like, "Look, like this should be working or whatever." And it was it was pretty. Uh, it was like the saddest thing I've ever seen. Nice. That's pretty good when you try to prove that you have money. Like that's not going to fix the fact that your bank card doesn't work. Yeah, I think what ended up happening is he was trying to tap it, and it wasn't tapping properly. So he didn't really have to do that whole. He didn't have to throw a hissy fit at Subway. You could just put. He the did, card and I think less of him because of it. Into the machine and punching your pin like a normal person did. Yeah, I think he did that eventually after the sandwich artist was like, "Well, have you tried? There's like two other ways to, to pay with the card. I don't know if you know that." <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Yeah, this machine is capable of so many things. Did you like? Yeah. What, did he think he was just going to uh, like get the sandwich on like store credit? 
Yeah, I don't know. Put it on my like, tab. Come on, lady. You know I'm life. good for it. <laughs> yeah, so put it on Kohler's tab. Put it. Yeah, put yeah it exactly. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're the Walmart of toilets. <laughs> well, that's not accurate necessarily. I would say they're almost like, because they're, they're kind of like higher end. I would compare them almost to like. They're the, the Versace uh, the, of toilets? The, uh, maybe not that high end. I would say like. They're like the oh fuck uh, the Volvo of toilets or like maybe okay mm, like they're steady and they've got some like higher end models for right. sure. So they're the Saab of toilets. Yeah, maybe maybe or like Volkswagen. You okay, know? yeah, the VW of toilets. Yeah, yeah they're, like they're, they're like a German car. High quality German engineering. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. The toilet's not going to break down while you're on it. Well, it depends on who's sitting on it. But. I guess that's true. I mean, realistically, yeah. there's only so much you can do. Yeah, I mean. I've done some things with toilets that, well, we can save that for another <laughs> a, a future edition of Toilet Tales. Yeah, but I do actually have to get back to work uh, making toilets in the right. toilet factory. All right, That's Stefan, I well, I, I just know that people are probably desperately hoping to hear us weigh in on the current state of the Canucks. We're not going to do that today, obviously, with our... Well, I, I'll say one thing about them. Yeah? Uh, if I can. Uh, they fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking bad. Yeah, they're really bad. Uh, I just wanted, I love, I wanted people to know, of course, that we're not going to get heavy into that this week with our very important guest. Yes. Uh, but we will talk about that next week. In fact, we might go deep on, on just the, the troubling state of affairs in, uh, in Vancouver hockey at the moment. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Our, and uh, I'm looking forward to the game on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I think my, my dad will be there as well. So. Nice. John, you'll get to meet uh, Mr. Heck. I'm excited. And, to, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, it should be, be fun. Awesome. Mr. Heck in the toilet box. And of yes. course, I, I, on Twitter, extended an invitation to Paul earlier this week to, at one point, be a future guest on this program. I what? did show him that. So maybe we'll figure something out for sure. We can, we can discuss it over uh, toilets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As we sip from the toilets in the toilet box this Sunday. Yeah, there's no chairs in the boxes. You just have to sit on a toilet the entire game. <laughs> That's really convenient, actually, because after I eat the yeah. garbage food, then I, can, I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, well, it's like the, the toilet chair that Homer made on that Simpsons episode. Yeah, it's perfect. I love yeah. it. All right, All right boys. Best well, of luck at the, with the rest of your day at the Toilet Factory. And uh, good luck interviewing celebrities. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're doing Someday okay. you'll be there. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Stefan. I feel like this show has become like two separate things over the course of the last yeah. month. It's like Justin and Stefan talk to weird, funny people from Twitter, and Justin and John talk to famous Canadian musicians. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Stefan probably felt the same way when he was talking to Jesse Farrar as I did when I was talking to Max Kerman and Ewan Curry. Yeah. and I uh, mean, it's the equal amount of celebrity. I mean, we haven't really introduced it yet, uh, but I'm sure people read the episode title when they clicked play on uh, yeah. this podcast. Yeah, what is the episode title? I don't know yet. Okay. We'll find out All at right. a later date. Nice. Okay. Uh, but uh, Some kind of pun with sheep dogs and maybe who knows yeah, regardless exactly. our, our special guest of course today Ewan Curry uh, yeah Ewan Curry for the sheep dogs yeah and uh, people will hear that discussion in a little bit but uh, I was very surprised at how candid he was yeah he about, was dropping some knowledge uh, about pretty much everything yeah yeah I don't know like I would like to take credit for it as like like say like uh, like us yeah like as like just that we are really good at interviewing but I'm pretty sure he w- would have done it no matter what like he there was definitely some things on his mind <laughs> and he was excited to have a space to talk about them but but yeah I w- I would think like as far as getting a like celebrity 
guest on the show, that's about as good as you can hope for, for an appearance in terms of what was shared. Yeah, and uh, it's not all about sports. In fact, I'd say mostly it's not. He had to get us back on track. (laughs) He circled back. Yeah, uh, uh, and you'll hear all of that in just a moment. Yeah, but but should we do? I guess we got a review. Review. Oh yeah, first. we do. We yeah. do. Before we get into that, you'll hear that great uh, that great interview, and I, I feel confident calling it a great interview. It is a great interview. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with you, and and uh, also there probably uh, Justin's going to do a, a great job editing. But we were inside the Commodore Ballroom when we did the interview, and their they were doing opening band sound was sound checks. checking during. The interview. So there may be some times where you're getting like a, a lot free of, piece of the Beat Cop sound check. A lot of bass drum. Yeah, exactly. And, doom, and all doom, that kind of thing. But doom, uh, hopefully that doom, doesn't overpower doom, anything. Doom, I haven't listened doom, to it back yet. Doom, but I'm doom, confident that people doom, will be able to hear what doom, we said. Doom, like if you can hear me doom, talking right now doom, over John's doom, mouth bass doom. drum. I'm pretty confident that the interview will be fine. Uh, but before we go any further, uh, there are some ways that people can help the show. They can. Uh, we'll you can talk help about us. them right now. You can, of course, uh, just tell people about the yeah, show. Yeah, that's a good one. We don't talk about that one that often, but no. you could just tell people that um, it's dope. And also, if you're going to tell people that it's dope, um, if you could also have 92,000 Twitter followers like Brian Gar, that would be amazing. Yeah, big thank you to Brian Gar for giving us a huge shout out last week. Yeah, so basically what I'm saying is that. like, if you want to tell your friends and you have sub 100 followers, don't bother. Don't even, <laughs> don't tweet about it because no, you're... Everyone in your life that you want to know about this show already knows. There's yeah. no point in tweeting about it. But if you have... Anywhere from 101 to 92,000 followers, please do share it with all of your followers. It would be great for us. And even more than 92,000. Yeah, we're not perhaps. putting a cap there. Um, I'm just thinking, like, realistically, no one with more followers than that is going to listen to us. Yeah. Like, I, we've reached our peak. It's just weird for me that, like, someone who doesn't like hockey would enjoy this show at all. Never mind call it their favorite podcast, which yeah. Brian did. So, yeah. a big thank you to him. Yeah. And uh, hopefully... It's the first of many mentions that we get yeah. like that. But so you can tell your friends, and then if you're not um, an asshole, you can also give us money. Yes, uh, which is good. Well, and even if you are an asshole, you can also give yeah, us you money. can get. We'll, we'll take, take money from assholes. We love asshole money. <laughs> we'll even launder your money. Like if you're that type of asshole, it's like a mafia asshole, <laughs> and you need to launder your money through our Patreon. By we, all means, we welcome it. Yeah, absolutely, Joey the kneecap. You want to fucking send us some money? We'll we're right into it for you. And we do have a new donor on Patreon. Uh, oh, we this do. Week to announce. Nice. And That's thank very for exciting. Their contributions. Yes. And it is a friend of the show, Taehoon Kim. Taehoon Kim stepped up to the plate to, to donate to the Patreon. Thank campaign you, Taehoon. That's beautiful. This week, um, and uh, for our white listeners, we'll just call him Keith. <laughs> it's Keith Kim. Is uh, did a great job. If you you know, just a really good, just a really good dude. Really good donation. So thank you to Tehoon slash Keith. Keith Smith, yeah, otherwise yeah. known as Tehoon Kim. Kim. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we very much appreciate your contributions <laughs> and all of our donors. Yes, thank you uh, so much. Stay we love you. Month to month, we very much appreciate yeah. that. Of and course, if you aren't donating, Justin, where could they go to do such a they thing? They could click on the white. Button. Nice. I love a white button. It's the iTunes button, baby. You head on over to the iTunes store. You subscribe to the program. You rate the program. Give us a good five-star rating, and then you review the program. And uh, every week, we take a peek at the reviews that people leave there in a segment that we call Review Review. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. 
Awesome! The worst episode ever. And uh, this review comes to us from the American iTunes store. Oh, baby, we are multicultural. I have to change which country I'm looking at iTunes from in able to check Beautiful. these reviews, but I do Beautiful. do it to encourage our American listeners to weigh in on the program. And if you're from Latvia, we do. We're that starved for attention. We do also check the Latvian. Yeah, iTunes. if you're in Finland, please yeah. let me know because I'm Absolutely. not checking Finnish iTunes. Yeah, let us know. Oh, because we do have. We know we have at least one Finnish yeah. listener. I think there's uh, a, a listener yeah. in like Ireland or something. Absolutely. Also. So if you're out there in Espo and uh, you want to write a review, uh, by all means, please do, and we will check the finish idea. <laughs> this review comes to us from Prinis, and he writes, I'm from Oklahoma and Oklahoma. don't know a lot about hockey, but I love every episode. Justin is a real pro at hosting. I never would have been so collected interviewing my favorite band's lead singer. Stefan wasn't on the last episode, but was still the source of the funniest moment. John's a cool guy who has a beard. Someone you could chill and play Cards Against Humanity with. Yep. No wonder they call it Real Good Show. Cheers. Nice. And the title of his review is, They Are a Younger Group of Guys. Nice. Five and stars. To date, still my favorite review of us, because we are indeed a younger group of guys. <laughs> Attracting that, that youth audience out there. Absolutely. I um, The thing is, what was this rev- review person's name? Prinis. Prinis, Okay. Um, Justin, I will say, was quite composed, uh, but if you were in the room and could see how big his erection was, I you might not have said the same story. have a boner. I had a huge smile on my face. Yeah, exactly. There is a difference. Because of how big his boner was. <laughs> not that big, am I right? <laughs> well, I was a little nervous, but I, I came together oh, yeah, as you the did interview fine. went along. You did fine. And I like to think I did the same thing with today's featured interview. Yeah, you did great. No, it, I mean, it, today's was, was yeah, we're, we're just getting, you know, you're getting more and more experience for our eventual, I don't know, who's like the guest that you would freak out the most if they were here? I'm trying to think of like, like I know Max was probably up yeah, there. Yeah, I feel like we got Max out of the way early and it's uh, all smooth sailing from yeah, here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like who would really throw me off. Well, we got a big one coming up in about a month and a That's half true. or so. Yeah, that'll be crazy. So uh, you can look forward to that. Um, but in the meantime, we are going to take a quick break here. Here's some sheepdogs. And then. And come right back with you and Curry of the sheepdogs. He's the lead singer too. Don't, we don't have we're not like we're not like a bass player type podcast lead singers. <laughs> don't go anywhere. You got it locked on real good show. Oh god. Plans. Don't say maybe it's good to feel alive And waste away your time Close your eyes, my sweet baby It's a crazy time It won't change me, try to understand I'm a complicated man A diamond in your hand Tonight
let's get started. I think we're just going to throw into this from like a... Yeah, yeah, because this isn't going to come... You're super loud. I'm really loud? Yeah. Okay. I can turn him down there. Turn me... Quiet down, you. Sorry. Yeah, I get I get excited. I get... This isn't even as like nearly as loud as I'll get. There we wow, go. Wow, it depends. It's all good now. All right. Okay, perfect. Actually, yeah. you're, now you're loud. Now I'm too loud. When you just said, all right. <laughs> Very sensitive. I probably have really sensitive ears. We were just talking like... It's like being deaf. We were just talking really quietly before to be respectful for you, and now we're putting on our show voices, and yeah. we're just like... Totally. It's like, yeah, but when you like go to do like commercial radio, and they're all like... Hey, great to meet you guys. And like, oh, we're going to go in the air in 15 seconds. All right, we're back. Yeah. And like, it's like, <laughs> we're back. We're here in the rush hour. Uh, rush. Like, with, uh, you got to from the sheep dogs. You got to ring it to win the, the phrase that pays. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. What's, what's, what's most often the phrase that pays in your experience? Uh, I don't know because I never listen to the radio. The only, <laughs> the only time I listen to the radio is when I go into the radio station. And... Uh, and shill my wares. Nice. Yeah. Like that. I always feel it, it's like when um, they do like pre-sale passwords and then it's always like one part of the album title or like oh, one yeah. part of the band name. So I didn't yeah. know if it was like sheep. Was, yeah. Sheep. Like the Yeah. I don't know. Well, it'd be something stupid. Like it would be like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, like I saw we were doing some kind of thing with a radio station and like Disturbed was coming in. Oh, and so you had to like nice. send us a disturbing text, and there's a female DJ, and so she was like, I can't imagine, you know, that's not a good. That's invite. a really <laughs> shitty promotion. That's yeah. a horrible promotion. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bad idea. Uh, well, you and we are uh, a sports podcast. That us ostensibly. Yeah, I always say ostensibly because we almost never talk about sports. Veer off and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I have it on good authority that you are a pretty sporty man yourself. I am a man of of sports <laughs> watching. <laughs> yeah. Are you but, a man of sport playing? Uh, I was definitely, but like now it's pretty like few and far between. Right. I just like run on a treadmill sometimes. That's about it. Probably hockey growing up in Saskatoon. No, actually, I never played hockey. He's never really a hockey guy. I uh, I. Lived in Australia until I was 10. Okay. Are, we, are we rolling? Yeah. Yeah, we're okay, rolling. Cool. I lived in Australia until I was 10, and so I grew up playing um, baseball, cricket. Okay, uh, nice. And uh, I don't know. What else? Like, I have basketball. described the rules of cricket on this show before. It's a good game. Because I'm su- I surprisingly know them. It's a great game. Do you still play? Uh, I don't play it. But uh, probably hard to find people who can play with you in North yeah. America. I, when I was a kid in Saskatoon, I went and played with a bunch of like uh, guys from India because that's who are the only people that play. It right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I was in Australia for Christmas because my mom lives down there, and okay. she, and I watched a ton of it when I was there. But nice. Yeah, like uh, basketball, baseball, and cricket was what I played. I liked Aussie Rules a lot, and then in Saskatchewan, I grew up playing. Uh, Baseball, basketball, and then football became my main game. So that nice. Was my, that was Did you play game. football also, or you just? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played. I played at the university for a while. So oh, wow. wow. Yeah. CIS. Nice. Yeah, CIS. Uh, yeah, the U of S Huskies. There it wow. is. Yeah. Nice. Wow. I've driven by that campus. Not a lot going on around the U of S. I notice. Uh, well, it's a pretty big school. It's a big know. school, but like the area is a little. Well, it's a, it's a big agricultural program, and so there's a yeah. lot of wide. I mean, Saskatchewan's pretty wide open, right? True, yeah. very wide open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've done some curling in Saskatchewan sure. at the time. Yeah, yeah, I've done a little curling myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna talk about that with you. You've done yeah. a little. You featured with uh, Jennifer Jones. We I did believe, in the little little video there. Yes, that was pretty rad. Comedy. Yeah, it was like a comedy slash. Yeah. You guys sort of knew what you were doing out there, kinda. No, nah, we sucked. Man, curling's hard. It's really hard, yeah. It's like you think you can... You watch them, you're like, oh, I can do that. And then you, your first rock goes halfway down the ice. 
Yeah. And then your second rock goes all the way through to the end. So oh, yeah, like, you slam then. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's tricky, man. It's like darts. You know, you're like, ah, you just throw it at this thing, and then you hit the the wall on the other side of the thing. You know? it's, <laughs> it's, it's nearly the, impossible, yeah. I'm yeah. really good at it, um, curling. But um, Really? Yeah, yeah, it's like kind of a thing. Um, I just My team just came third in BC, so. Just, really? just sneaking in a little brag there. Just, well, I, it, it is like being good at curling, even bragging, though, my, at all. My grandfather won like the seniors division nice. like, uh, in BC. Oh, right he, on. Back when he lived in BC. Cool. Yeah, he's got a sweet jacket. Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah. pro- that would have probably been the cardigan era, right? He would have had a nice... Uh, no, it was a senior, so what, it was, wasn't too long ago. I think it was more of the windbreaker mold. But okay, nice. I was just at his house in Saskatoon, and I was looking. He's got a bunch of, like... Because he like was a that. champion trap shooter and stuff, and he's got, like, all these sweet, like, Team Sask, like... Like it's almost like the old like uh, co- like college jackets, right? You know, okay, that yeah, kind of thing. That's like the the Sask Double Crown trap shooting and curling champion. Yeah, it's like about as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, Saskatchewan. That's pretty much like he was like probably the coolest guy in Saskatchewan. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. just rolling yeah. in females. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, he's your grandpa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. He's happily married man. <laughs> That's my grandmother. <laughs> Any guys that you played with uh, in CIS go on to the CFL? Yeah, the uh, guy I went to high school with as well uh, as university, Jeff Piercy, played in for the Alouettes for a bunch of years. He won a, I think he won a great cup. I ran into him not too long ago. He lives in New York now. But the odds are good. Like, yeah. There's only eight teams in the CFL. You play long enough. you need to make enough, your Canadian quota. You're and probably going to win. And we were, and the, the Huskies were really good when I was there. Like I was there for three years, and two of the three, they went to the championship game and lost. And then the other year... We were 8-0 and heading into the playoffs, and in the first round of the playoffs, we were playing U of A, and both of our quarterbacks got injured in the game, and we had to put in a five foot seven wide receiver as a quarterback who hadn't played quarterback since, like, grade 9 of high school, and uh, we had to basically run every play, and, of course, right. the defense knew what was coming, so we still almost won that game, but... Uh, we had a real powerhouse team, but I mean, what that can you sucks. Do? Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. What position did you play? I was a defensive end. Oh, nice. Uh, and I played linebacker in high school. Right on. Is are you kind of because I find this with people who have played football because I've never played, and I don't I don't understand like the nuances of the game at all. Mm-hmm. Love to watch it, but are are you a guy that's like very focused on the defenses? Because I have a buddy that played defense as well yeah. growing up, D back and and uh, D line and. Well, a little bit of D line, and he lo- like that's what he's all into. He, like he wait, just loves watching. The- he played defensive back and defensive line. Yeah, his team was. Re- he played that's in the a lot C- of range. he played in the CJFL. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So it didn't go that well. Like they, his team was so bad that they had to put him on the line, yeah, even the, though he wasn't. He was small. Yeah, he's small. Yeah. Well, the Saskatoon Hilltops win that like every year, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this was a uh, he was on the Okanagan. No, Kamloops Broncos. Yeah. They're just a bad franchise. The Okanagan. Sun, Sun right? is That's pretty a, good. I mean, they're I usually think. pretty good. Yeah, they're usually pretty good. Uh, I like defense a lot. I definitely enjoy good defense, but I, I love a good offense as well. Like, I mean, I, I really got into football, like NFL football is what I love, and it's like 98, 97, and uh, 99, I think, was when Kurt Warner just came mm-hmm. out of nowhere and led the Rams to like this crazy season. Like, back when quarterbacks weren't like throwing up huge numbers still, no. and he was like putting up three touchdowns and 300 yards every week. And uh, so I really love that, but. I mean, there is a deep part of me that loves defense, and, like, I was just amazed by Vaughn Miller in the playoffs. I was going to say, like, watching the Super Bowl, you are probably pretty pumped oh, on that Denver I'm, D. Yeah, I couldn't – I mean, because I, I love front seven stuff, like, you know, linebackers and linemen, and, and Vaughn Miller, I mean, if, I mean, he was just – I mean, he, he torched the Patriots, and uh, and then 
shut. I mean, he. I think he single-handedly won that game against the uh, Panthers. Like there's that one play where like they throw down the field, like 25 yards down the sideline. The guy's covered, and he's who's covering him? It's Von Miller, like number 58. He's a defensive lineman, and he's 25 yards downfield covering a wide receiver. Like it's, there's nothing this man can't do. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'd read this. Uh, I was reading about him today, actually, in Sports Illustrated, and they were saying that like uh, his coach was saying his college coach that he's never seen an athlete like him and that he was actually like unbelievable at limbo. Like he could basically bend his body in half. And like, mm-hmm. that's what a like, he's just this like freak of yeah. nature basically. Yeah. He's just, I mean, he's, he's not particularly tall and he's this weight guy's way bigger than him, but he has that first step. He explodes and, He's a pleasure to watch. And that Super Bowl wound up being a matchup between the number one and number two overall picks from that draft. And Cam, was he second and Cam, Cam was Newton first? And, and Von Miller. And it's funny because like yeah. I feel like around the draft, if you're not a quarterback, you get like no hype whatsoever. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and as a fan, it's kind of like difficult to get charged up about who your team drafts in the first round unless it's like a highly touted QB. Yes, or like a you know stud wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. Or, like a like an Odell Beckham or like yeah. a flashy type wide receiver. You yes. watch the clips and you're like, oh, this guy's dope. I, Whereas, I'm, a, I'm a Raiders fan. I remember one year they had the number one pick and they picked Robert Gallery, who's yeah. like a who ended up being sort of a mediocre offensive lineman. And it was just so boring. I was just like, ugh. Well, you can't, as a casual fan, I feel like it's almost impossible to differentiate those clips, right? Like, you'll just, they'll show some wide receiver making crazy tackles or some running back making a sick run. You're like, whoa, this guy's going to be fucking awesome. And then the clip for, like, a, uh, a lineman is just like, well, he seems really good at like stopping the quarterback <laughs> yeah. from getting hit. I don't know. He moves his feet well. He shuffles. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. shuffle looks yeah. outstanding. I, like it's so hard to really get into that. He's got you know? a wide stance. Yeah, yeah great stance. Good well, fingers on the guy. And all the cor- all the quarterbacks, like you know, from Kurt Warner and Tom Brady, like these guys that come out of nowhere. It's like, how many of these like top flight QBs actually pan out? Like there are like Peytons and Cam Newtons out there, but. But there's your Ryan Leafs and your yeah. your Manziels and yeah. Well, I mean, like Leaf was like uh, there was a debate whether he it should be him or Peyton number one that year. That was like '98, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, and uh, it's gone super well for Ryan Leaf. Well, he just got yeah. out of jail, so well, I mean, nice. you know, things are looking up. He's he, you know he's kind of like the he, I was listening to a podcast with Scott Stapp, like the guy Why? from Creed. <laughs> Well, I was. It was. I liked the show. The I didn't stop like, cast. What you know? What I mean? It's interesting. He was very interesting because he's had a very interesting life. Like totally. He's, uh, like he basically had like sort of a psychotic break from reality that was kind of spurred on by drugs and like he like drove his car from Florida to California, like thinking he was on a mission for the FBI and all this stuff like that. <laughs> but, like, and he's just like openly talking about this. Yeah, like he's re- he's recovered and he's in recovery now. And, interesting. But he it was kind of like uh, I don't know for some reason Ryan Leaf reminds you of Scott Stapp. That's that my point. <laughs> That's like his spirit animal. Well, he was, you know, he was supposed to go. There was a big debate about in the music draft, who do you take? That's right. Eddie Vedder, one and two, right? So him or the guy from Stained. Aaron Lewis, I guess. Yeah, Aaron Lewis. Why do yeah. I know that name? Jesus. We well, we, we talk about stained on this podcast. We've sung quite stained a bit. on this yeah. podcast I heard multiple it. times. I well, so like I said, the only time I listen to the radio is when we're going to do a thing at the radio, right? And like they'll put the station on that we're going to. And I heard, yeah, yeah. I heard stained on the way to the station. So wow, that's today? when you know it's. Today? Uh, I think it was in Calgary or Edmonton. Okay. So what day. song? It's been a while. Well, well, what song? Well, it could be that or, or Outside. <laughs> That's the outside. other I only know, know the one. The classic <laughs> duet with Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit. They both oh, tapped into boy. their emotional sides, you know? I like that Alberta is still rocking the stained on the regular, though. Yeah, oh, I bet stained plays here on your on your rock stations, don't you think? I don't know. On, on C5, I don't maybe, listen or? to it, but probably. You would think yeah. so. At, 
I don't. I, I yeah. feel like Sea Fox has gotten softer. Yeah, they tried to like court that peak crowd. Yeah, I was just there, so they you know they, they let us in the building, so <laughs> we're we're not very heavy. <laughs> you know, we're pretty soft. Yeah, they're they're soft and out. Is that a, that's how you that's how we can judge from now on? We call it though? smooth music. We like smooth. Oh, smooth is good. I yeah. like that. That's we're, nice. We're really into smooth stuff. Like if it doesn't if it ain't smooth, we don't want to hear it. That's our new motto. Nice. <laughs> I like that. A lot of easy listening. In our Especially because smooth is really hard to quantify as a sound. Like that's very mysterious. Like to say that. Yeah. Well, our 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 stage tech pooch. He's sort of the guru of smooth. He's the guy that kind of like. Is like you know we run it by him and he goes yep this is smooth like it's Absolutely. a feeling it's just like <laughs> that a, sounds like a strip club DJ when you put it all together yeah. this is a uh, ladies is pooch here the <laughs> guru of smooth yeah well we played this we used to play shows at the strip club in Windsor okay like, years ago and uh, you do it was great because you do three sets of three songs two fast one slow and the girls would dance and strip in oh, front of really? you while you played. No way. And the, and the reason we got booked there is because this DJ really liked us because he was like a big Grateful Dead fan. Okay. So he'd play like Grateful Dead while the girls would like, it was really bizarre. Like, you know, usually it's all like, you know, pour some sugar on me and like, yeah, of course. All that kind of stuff. Or now it's like The Weeknd or Drake where it's right. like, yeah, that's what I, I don't frequent strip clubs often, but I went, my brother-in-law, well, so he's marrying my sister. They got married in May, so we went to a strip club and yeah. it was, yeah, it was a lot of like, because The Weeknd really, I mean, most of his lyrics are... I mean, without I, shoving his dick in various you're parts not of supposed home. to be able to feel your face when you're at the strip exactly club, right? exactly otherwise just, why would you be there just your cock <laughs> I, 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 I actually don't know what the weekend sounds like um, it's a lot know. of like, like uh, it's just a lot of like uh, creepy synths yep. and then him literally like telling girls that he's gonna shove his dick in their mouth and face and stuff but in like a yeah. like a michael jackson yeah but in like a, the be- most beautiful voice you've ever heard so you're like yeah i totally accept oh, that he's got that that lopsided haircut too yeah. yeah oh i don't even know what that's supposed to be what he's dating that like 18 year old and there was like talks that they had been dating since she was like 16 and yeah it's just lots of good it looks like the new raptors good vibes logo. around there okay the new raptors logo with like the claws on the basketball that i think drake designed oh yeah i think it's modeled off of the weekend's haircut and the Brooklyn uh, uniforms too. Yeah, that's like a total. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a combo. It's basically yeah. We're like, can we? Here's to, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are into right now. I'm just really high on the weekend's hair and Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. So if we can just make well, that a thing, I think it's actually smart of the Raptors to just basically turn the keys over to Drake. But I got it is say, very smart. I, I I'll go out with these girls and, and they're just like talking about Drake and stuff. And I just like have I just maybe we feel like I'm about seventy years old because I just like have no idea you what they're nothing? talking about. Yeah, I would love to hear a sheepdogs ex. We talked about this. I would love to hear a sheepdogs ex Drake mix up. That'd be great. I think you. I think uh, yeah. you. I think you guys get into that because now, especially if you're going smooth, you know. Yeah, I, I, it's such a different <laughs> world. I mean, I don't know. He's such a bizarre guy because he like, to my ear, he's not like a particularly strong rapper or singer, but he's like the biggest dude in the world so yeah. i don't know whatever. it's not you're not wrong it's it's, yeah. it's a lot of uh i don't know marketing probably it's very well, that, good at it's, marketing yeah music is more now like uh lifestyle reporting than it is right. like it's it's more like i don't know it's more like just making the scene and looking cool and like yeah cool slang and stuff like that it's not really about like melody <laughs> no that's true and like ripping a guitar well you were uh, talking about comedy a little bit earlier with that jennifer jones video are you yeah. are you big comedy guy? Because I know yeah. like uh, yeah. the Sklar brothers directed one of your videos. Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you you big into that, and, and and I know you're a podcast guy too. Yeah, I, I mean I like well yeah podcasts are all 
comedians basically right like it's all yeah if you're a comedian and don't have a podcast you might as well quit yeah that's why i that's why i have one yeah there you go (laughs) i had to i was like well it's either quit comedy or or do a podcast well you need something to do in the daytime right in the daytime well i'm a teacher also but but yes comedy I'm a teacher of comedy. Yeah, comedy. that's what I tell my kids. They're like, "Wow, what did you? What did you do? Why did we do that?" I'm like, "That's just it's comedy." Comedy's you'll, dad's comedy school. You'll learn. You'll learn. It'll dad. be in my act. Yeah, the kids the love week. it when I call myself dad. Yeah. So it's uh, that's definitely one yeah. of the big, it's definitely one of the big things I do for Uncle sure. Dad's. Like, Daddy's home. That's a great thing to say when you come into the classroom, and especially stuff. to a 16 year old girl. Yeah, exactly. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Just write Mr. Dad on the chalkboard. Yeah. I have to admit, I didn't think yeah. that this was going to be the episode where I got fired from teaching, but where you're taking me down that road, you and I'm, I'm fine with it. It's let's, good. Let's get everyone fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm always like uh, a little bit surprised when bands are like, I mean, when I meet guys like you and you're heavy into podcasts, but I guess mm-hmm. it shouldn't be surprising anymore because you do spend uh, the bulk of your life on the road. Totally, man. Like, like when we were driving our van and stuff, like we used to listen to podcasts and like just i mean that's because you listen to music all the time but there reaches a point where like you know you need a little reprieve and cross the saturation point yeah and it's like uh you know you need a little bit of a laugh and it's like it's free and you just download them and it's it's simple and and i I like them too because like the comedians talk about like what the life is like traveling around and it's you know kind of the same as the musician although Comedians are way bigger bitches than uh, musicians because they <laughs> yeah. they have it way easy, man. They're and better. we fuck way uglier women. That might be true, although you know yeah. we have good range. We, yeah, you okay. Know, we don't discriminate. Well, I guess you're a Canadian band, so realistically, you have to operate on a sliding scale. Yes, but Canadian women are more beautiful than many other countries. Very true. Like England has horrible women. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Like terrible. <laughs> oh, I had no idea when we got into this. We were Here's the thing: like, you and Curry's. Uh, I did date women power rankings. I dated, Mom, if you're listening, just stop the podcast right now. I dated an English woman for a while, yeah. and uh, she was pretty good looking. But um, but yeah, I would say like overall, they're bad at like it's the sex is not very good. I'll say that for sure. I, I just found them not very, very attractive. Prudish. We were just over there, and I didn't find them attractive on a just a ge- you know. I'm generalizing, but that's all you can do. You, you right, know, of course, yeah. You um, just, you're only there for a short time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scotland was cool, and Ireland is cool. There's oh, beautiful yeah. women up there. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, good accents too. But Canada is is killing it, man. We got great yeah, yeah. ladies here. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. I'm with you. I, and yeah. just just let this be a listen. If you're let this be a, a lesson. If you're from England and you're going to a sheepdog show hoping to sleep with the band, you're in the wrong place. Well, so just, just uh, uh, you know, or if you're exceptionally good looking, your odds are high. I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> Prove me wrong, England. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. Well, like you guys are are really big in Canada, obviously. Sure. But when you ha- like head south of the border, we have a lot of American listeners. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will be too familiar with you. No, we're like, more cold down the, there. The fact yeah. that you were on like the Rolling Stone cover and won that contest is like a huge deal. Like even my parents probably know that. It's a huge deal in Canada. Though. Yeah. Yeah. In America, it's still like we're like still kind of like a cult band that like. Like we'll play shows and we'll have some good shows in some places and slim attendance at other ways and like it's like people find out about us like from an Almond Brothers message board or like 
<laughs> or like now a big one is like is like uh, Spotify like recommendations or playlists right. and stuff like that. Yeah, that a lot helps. of that you know, which is good because you know otherwise Spotify kind of like fucks the artists in most of the ways. Right. Know. Yeah. So that is nice that you. It's cool that people are finding out about you, so then you can subsequently make point zero 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 two three off cents their off of their listens. But if they're coming to see us play, Th- that that's helps, great. and they yeah. might you know buy like a record or totally. Shirt. Totally. That, that's all it's all about. So it's that, I that's think too, it probably helps like. there's a there's a kind of probably a fun aspect to being more of like a cult band right like where maybe not as many people are into you in the states but the people who are into you are really into you you know and they feel like kind of an ownership of the band in that way yeah it's a little different like when we're we're more likely to go drinking with you if that's the case right like in canada if we play like a big toronto show um, or a big vancouver show we're not going to go out in the crowd and like hang out because just there's too many people and right. we'll hang with our friends and stuff. But like, you know, if we're like some small show in like Tennessee or something, you know, we'll probably go to the bar with you. Right. Or like, uh, or, you know, like in uh, Scotland, we were in Glasgow. We just went out with a bunch of people like to the bar and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's kind of like more fun. Or even like in, we, were in, we, played, we just played in uh, Thunder Bay and it was like some dude's 21st birthday. And so we took him to the bar and bottom drinks and he was just like this is the greatest night of my life do like, <laughs> no, it was like uh, entourage but, almost uh, famous Canada style yeah yeah, yeah. entourage oh. yeah because there's the there's the one episode where that exact thing happens where they go to the movie theater when Vince's movie yeah, it's the blackout premieres episode. and then oh. it blacks out and then he goes to the kids this house is very early entourage and he's like okay. standing on, and he's standing on the kids roof like it's, a, it's an homage oh it's an homage to almost, to almost famous. famous yeah to almost famous I'm yeah. a golden god which is yeah. an homage to Zeppelin the Eagles and Almond Brothers basically I think yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so that is that was your I'm a golden god moment mm-hmm uh, Did you stand I have, on a roof? Uh, you know what? I have had some similar moments. I had, yeah, I, I uh, we played at what's the big festival out in the Squamish? The yeah, Squamish. Squamish Valley. Yeah, or possibly I like, Pemberton. It was. No, I haven't done Pem- uh, Pemberton yet, but Squamish we did. And after the show, uh, everybody <laughs> went back to Vancouver except for me. I stayed and partied at the campground. I just like wandered around the campground like. <laughs> People were like, ah, oh, dude, and like giving me stuff, and we're hanging out and getting crazy. And then eventually I got back to the, some guy gave me, uh, apparently I made breakfast at someone's house and like spilled eggs all over their floor. <laughs> and like I ended up back at in Vancouver by like 8 a.m. the next morning because a guy drove, like I, I literally s- remember like putting my head down in the back seat and then like, here you are, like in Vancouver because it's like about an hour and a yeah. half. Yeah, hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now you say apparently. You may have no memory of making eggs at someone's house. I have zero memories of making eggs. I remember a campfire, and then I remember going to sleep and waking up in a car. <laughs> I, like, I was just wandering around the campground. That's, well, I mean, that's gracious of of them, of the fans, to bring you back here. It was and nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you made them eggs, supposedly. Well, I, think, well, I think these were different people. They probably oh, okay. mostly yeah. wound up on the floor, too. It's like. Well, I think the person's house I made eggs at is like like runs the peak or something like that oh really oh okay yeah so I like that yeah I don't know what happened well I work for the peak so do you yeah well ask about my put uh, the good word in ask (laughs) about you from sheepdogs making eggs because I think there's a story there oh I will like I think I made breakfast for like a bunch of people like (laughs) yeah nice allegedly Uh, I believe it. I'm pretty good at making eggs. It's not very hard. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I've spent the last 60 seconds trying to come up with a pun that somehow includes an egg dish and your name. And I'm, it's, Uh, I'm normally quite good at that. Yeah. yeah. Ewan is, that's a tough, 
God, it's a tough sell. Yeah, I think well, your the- your chances of making a joke are over easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I just tried to throw oh, that one out there. Oh God, that well, one scrambled my brain. I tried to poach your idea. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You did poach my idea. Very yeah. Benedict Arnold of you. Ah, nice. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Thank you. It's gone on long enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to step in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, I mean, you guys are, are something of uh, of style icons here in Canada, at least. Are we? I, I feel like you spearheaded the whole big beard movement, that, that you were on that train before it was quite widespread. Yeah, actually, we. I, mean, I would not take credit for, the, for ever, at all making that a thing, but we did kind of have the beards in the long like like my beard is like pretty short now and my hair is like medium length at the moment but uh for a time for a time i had the big hair and the big beard yeah and uh i saw a picture of me from like i was in bellwoods park playing a guitar at some kind of like canadian music week thing or or like north by northeast or whatever it was and i was like i don't know 2009 and i had like the hair tied back and sort of the man bun and a big beard and i was just like wow like four and a half five years later like half of you know queen west toronto like looked like this and i'm again i'm not taking any credit but it just we happened to sort of and sort of jump the gun on I'm that a, style I, i'm a i'm a beard guy yeah obviously it's not as long as it has been at the moment i had it uh hadn't shaved in like a year in the last time i shaved no trim and uh i would say that's that was probably inspired by uh by you guys originally so well it's a pretty easy did, thing to do man you, you did spearhead it originally <laughs> yeah just do nothing yeah yeah Inspired by the sheepdogs or people on welfare. Well, One of the two. Yeah. It's a combo. Well, it's, it's good if you got a big... I, I got a fat face, and so you got to you know cover it up a little bit. Yeah, my beard is more of a, like, let's cover half my face let's, type thing. It's not yeah. a, like, I'm a, I'm a big man kind yeah. of thing. It's more of a just let's... Let's I mean, kind of hide this yeah. a little bit. You guys probably won that Rolling Stone competition on the strength of your music, I'm sure. But the fact that they could put you on the cover and it would look like a magazine that they would have put out in the 70s, I'm yeah. sure helped also. Well, I think we're the only band that kind of like tapped into the lineage of the magazine as opposed <laughs> to like... Also, the other bands in that competition were kind of a bit wishy-washy too, so... I don't even have, we, have we heard of, of them since then? No. Uh, well, uh, not really. No. <laughs> No. You guys went to all their houses and kneecapped them. That's why we haven't heard of them. Yeah, yeah, we had them. It was a real. No, we didn't have to. They, they, it was a real rumble. Tanya Hardin situation. Yeah. yeah, they took care of that themselves. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. They kneecapped themselves just by existing. Yeah, their, like their music. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But I feel like uh, comedy has probably like opened you up to some people down south, also, because I feel like the Sklars do kind of push you guys on their on their podcast. Quite yeah. Well. well, yeah. I, when I met those guys, I met them at a thing in New York. It was like a a tribute to. It was like a Tom Petty tribute, I think, where they have like all these different people come and do different Tom Petty songs. A buddy of mine like runs it. Yeah. And uh, it's the kind of thing where there's like a backstage. There's like all these people there that are like you know, famous singers and people from SNL and different, different people. And, and then me, which is, you know, way down the list. And then, <laughs> and, but like, I ran into the Squars. Musical guest. Yeah. Ewan Curry. I wish Don Pardo was there. Uh, is that his name? Don? Yeah, yeah, Don Pardo. Yeah. But, uh, He's Squars, dead now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> what the, a downer. Just trying to throw it out there. The Squars were not part of it. They were just watching it. And I ran into them in the lobby and... Uh, I think I knew that they played our song on their podcast, and I saw okay. it, and I was like, "Dudes!" And like, they were like, "Dude!" And we just immediately like we're chatting. And I just they're all, they're like the best dudes, man. They're really cool guys. That's probably something that you hear quite a bit about. Like somebody who listens to their show knows yeah. you, and it's like, "Oh my god, 
you were on the show this week. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, well, like comedians, like you know, musicians, because we're it's like a similar gig. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, yeah, we're all standing on stage, you know, revealing our our innermost souls and whatever yeah shit. and i feel this like comedians want to like be friends with you because you're yeah. on like a higher plane of coolness also so they get the rub from that it is but like comedians are like maybe but like i don't know i, I guess maybe you always want, like it's sort of like the same thing with athletes where you're like i like hanging out with athletes too because you just but they want to know like they ask you a bunch of questions too like they want to know like you know wow what, what's it like you know before the show and this and that and stuff I guess with music, it just seems like it's really like casual because you kind of like, well, we're just gonna get up there and rock our songs and get drunk and then scoop up a bunch of ladies and go party. Like it's, <laughs> but like with comedy, it's a, t- it's a tough one. Yeah, with comedy, it seems like it's more of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, you know, I, I had to bomb a million times before I got to this point, and, and with sports, it's like I had to train really hard and we had to have you know utmost focus and overcome like, all kinds yeah. of adversity. Yeah, well, I, it's like, I got news for you. You know, music there's a lot of training, and uh, and we have to you know there's a lot of shows where we bombed as well. So it's, right. Comedy is like, uh, and I, I have a girlfriend now, but... Isn't this it, about sports, by the way? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Matter. A little bit. Comedy okay. uh, is really like, it, <laughs> okay. it's about you do your show, and then instead of scooping up a bunch of ladies, you then put three hours of work into reminding them that you did the show. Right. Like, oh, yeah, re- I was that guy up there. Remember when you were laughing? I had like, this oh, joke that yeah. worked pretty well. Yeah, don't you remember? Did you laugh did you, at that one? Did yeah. you laugh at that one? Did you like my material about being a teacher that was, like, relatable to you because you went to school and yeah. stuff? Like, you remember that and all that? Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's pretty much exactly the same except, uh, like, with a lot more mental anguish. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we could circle back to sports. The girls are a lot more pale, If, if you want yeah. to do that. Yeah. How about those sports? Yeah. Um, how did you become an Oakland Raiders fan in the first place? Yeah, uh, well, that, that's a good question. Uh, the the Why well, everybody, like, well, sports fandom in Canada with, like, football is, like, kind of a weird thing because, like, nobody's really... I mean, you guys are close to the Seahawks, so maybe you root for the Seahawks, but... Uh, in Saskatchewan, I think the Seahawks or the Vikings would be the closest team geographically, but neither are really feasible to make regular trips to. So you've got open pickings. You just as go, far yeah. You want to cheer for? So you get lots of like Packers and Steelers and sort of the big public teams. And I so I started watching football in the late '90s, and I really liked those. Uh, I watched a lot of like you know those like afternoon games with with the uh, with Gruden. John Gruden was the coach back then, and Rich Gannon, and like Charlie Garner, and and uh, it was just like I really liked that team. They were fun to watch. Jerry Rice and Tim yeah. Brown were on the team. Yeah, and they were really Rocket fun. Rocket Ismail was he there? I don't I think, think he so. was at that time, wasn't he? Or I what? don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think he was on the Raiders. Yeah, for sure he was. I don't know. I think he, I think he was. I'm looking this up. Google that. You could get yeah, continue. Google. Continue. Anyway, so. I got like two years of the Raiders being good, and then they have been horrible ever since. So you know, so you, you yeah, hopped on yeah. at the right moment, but also yeah. probably the wrong moment. Well, you know, I, you know, they got blown out in that that Super Bowl versus Tampa, and then uh, and then they haven't made the playoffs since. But this year, they actually started to they got some promise now. So. Yeah, he played for the Raiders from '93 to '95. So, so I would, wasn't. So we were both right in a way. Well, he didn't, but he wasn't on the team at that time. No, not at that right. time. Okay. I thought it was a little later. I didn't realize that he was like so old. Yeah, well, he's in the CFL like way back. Yeah, then, right? oh, way back. Yeah, yeah. and I would think most football fans in Saskatchewan would be CFL guys. Yep. Oh yeah, Rough Riders. It seems like the Riders are are a religion in that province. They are. They really stunk it up last year. Pe- yeah. People driving like six hours to go to the games on yeah. Sunday morning, basically. Well, they don't. I mean, if there was a, a pro hockey team, it would be all about that. But there isn't. You know, hockey's still number one out there. But 
Yeah, I mean, we uh, we were just in Regina and like you know, actually, we were just in Kamloops last night, and people were passing a Rough Rider flag around the crowd and stuff like that. Like it's, well, we you know, play in like Amsterdam, and you'd be like, "Hey, we're the Sheepdogs from Saskatoon, Canada," and someone would be like, "Go Riders!" in the crowd, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> Well, like, there's only a million people from Saskatchewan. Like, well, maybe this podcast will reach someone, and they'll bring a Raiders flag to the. But are you are nice. you a Raiders guy? Or are you a big yeah, CFL yeah. guy? Oh, well, you can like both. Yeah, I mean, I I like this. I like the Rough Riders, of course, and I and I. Uh, you have to, I think. Like, I don't even well, think you could say you didn't. I, look, I am an NFL guy. That is my favorite sport of any sport. It's the greatest, it's, I think. It's the it's, game at its highest level. It's, so it's the best It's the best league, in my opinion. It's the most excitement. But uh, I, you know, I love the, the Rough Riders, and I, in the 1990s when the Rough Riders stunk and nobody cared about them, I, I used to watch the games. I actually used to tape the games on like uh, tape, uh, an audio cassette off the radio. Because not all the games would be on TV back then. Right. And uh, my dad was, like, working out of province. So I would tape the games on, on the radio onto these, like, various cassettes that were, like... My dad's, like, a musician. So he had all these weird, like, cassettes that were, like, of different lengths. Like, they were, like, as long as, like, whatever the demo was on them. So they'd be anywhere from, like, 17 minutes to 90 minutes. And they were all different lengths. So I had to tape the game. And I also had to, like, watch the tape cassette to see when it would end. And then quickly switch in another one. Because they were all these, like, indeterminate, like right. all these different lengths. indeterminate lengths. Indeterminate lengths. Nice. And so I would uh, have, like, you know, seven cassettes ready of this, like, cobbled together game. Just to make sure. Yeah, okay. Nice. That's how much we cared about the Rough Riders of my family. That's really That's good. That's very impressive. The only cassettes yeah. I it's had weird. were... Uh, Ja- jagged little pill yeah that and CD. tom cochran ragged ass road all right yeah pretty classic con- that was like 1995 christmas i had real uh, big for me i had i had like tape singles before i had like okay f- i had uh desiree you gotta be oh yeah classic you gotta be bad you gotta one. be bold you yeah gotta be wise it was good mm-hmm. good tape uh, great song the first one i got was dj jazzy jeff and the fresh prince oh, yes. boom shake the room there you go that, that song oh yeah the only tape that I still have is uh, uh, the Back to the Future soundtrack, Huey Lewis. Yeah, Power of Love and yeah. all that. That's oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Still good. It's the if power I, of if love. I had a tape deck in my car, I'd probably still carry it around. I, I do have a tape deck in my car. <laughs> really? Yes. Nice. I it's because I drive a shitty car. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the Rough Riders cassettes laying around still? Any, or do you think you can No, those are long gone, but... Uh, we used to drive around in our van, our band van. We had like a Huey Lewis in the new... We had sports on cassette. We'd put that in. Like the the album sports, yeah, and uh, so we're talking about sports now. Yeah, yeah we're talking about. Sports. I'm trying to segue it back. To <laughs> no, no, this is good. Yeah, I was promised sport talk. Here. It's always good when the guests bring it back to sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. our goal was to talk, not talk about music at all, but it oh, just okay. kind of ended up there. Yeah, we didn't do it on purpose. Well, I like talking sports because, well, I would love to talk about music, but all the interviews I do are just they're just horrible. Like they're not they're just like about like the band name and like the. When did you guys start and all that kind of bullshit? Right. Yeah. 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 No, we didn't. Whereas I would ask you about like, uh, what is it about Saskatoon that keeps that classic rock sound alive? That's another question I hate because it's that it's nothing. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, no, nothing. And it's not. That's not a knock against Saskatoon by any means, but uh, geography has nothing to do with music, at least in our world. So it's just it's all it's about just like what the you sound listen that to. you gravitated towards. Yeah. When you were I a mean, kid. if anything, I grew up in an era where. Uh, Napster was coming into its own when I was a teenager and I could like get into something and I would just download you know you'd, you'd get into a band like maybe you get into Jimi Hendrix and then the internet's there I can like look up some information on Jimi Hendrix so I can go like 
oh, he was similar to Cream and uh, Led Zeppelin, and he was influenced by Buddy Guy, and so next thing you know, you, know, you jump on Napster and you download Buddy Guy and Cream and, and, yeah, yeah. and, and all that shit. You've so. got all these musicians on taped to the wall that are linked together with little like yeah, yeah. Uh, pieces a of beautiful twine scenario it's like I, i'm like these different connections i was thinking more like you know like uh, i'm trying to find the zodiac killer or something like that <laughs> like i've got or like the wire where they have like the you know or like the guy, you know yeah. i've seen a lot of tweets about the zodiac killer possibly being ted cruz yeah. it's hard, it's too, hard yeah. to deny that yeah. Really, yeah. it's, it seems plausible. Well, I mean, how old is Ted Cruz? And that those killings happened in the seventies. So Probably not old enough. Yeah, I'm going to go with he's he's a bit too young. But if you came out and gave a firm denial that you're not the Zodiac killer, that seems a lot like something the Zodiac killer would do. Yeah. Uh, well, didn't they in that movie? Didn't they find him? And then he, I can't remember how the movie went. Was it was a long ass movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Anyways. It was like three hours. It was about three hours. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think they ever found the Zodiac Killer. No, they, they didn't. didn't. No, no, no. But they there's didn't. been books. Like, I have a book at home. That think they know who Yeah, where, well, this one girl's, like, convinced it was her dad, yeah. who's now dead. And then I was going to read the book, but then I Googled it, and then it was like, yeah, this is all kind of, like, probably not true. Speaking yeah. of sports... Uh, <laughs> Bill, no, no, but Bill James has a great book about uh, killers and crime. The, oh, really? You know Bill James? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the baseball yeah, statistician, statistician guy. guy. Yeah, He has a book called Popular Crime. And he runs down like all the the big, f- sort of famous mass murderers and serial killers and uh, and b- famous cases throughout mm-hmm. American history. Kind Talks of. about their RBI and uh, their yeah, war their, and stuff. their FIP and their yeah, uh, their wins above replacement, their VORP. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. Yeah, I, I heard John Wayne Gacy was pretty good shortstop in his day, so that <laughs> yeah, makes he, a lot of sense. He needs to draw more walks, but uh, yeah. Know, He's a little aggressive yeah, up there, let's be yeah. honest, you know. But yeah. no, that's Say good. what you will about Jeffrey Dahmer. The guy could get on base. Yeah, Ted, <laughs> Ted Bundy was really handy flashing the leather <laughs> at the hot corner. <laughs> Is this better now, or are we veering yes. into better, like, because uh, I'm pretty sure you can't talk. You couldn't have just said that on the radio, or you might be. You can't say anything interesting on the radio. That's we, true. We just, we've been doing a lot of interviews, and they're all pretty... I'm sure. Pretty uh, pretty nothing. Pretty contentless. You're a pretty yeah. big Blue Jays guy too, though, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. So how are you feeling heading into this new season? Pitchers uh, and catchers report pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of fine. I guess, you know, I, I'm not as panicky as like it seems like people are in Toronto at least. But uh, I don't mind the David Price thing as much. I mean, I know it's like people, the whole... Yeah, he's a. Uh, he seems like he's pretty much a guarantee to get like eighteen to twenty wins every season. But uh, it definitely seems like he's got a problem in the playoffs. Like I know people go, "Oh no, that's that's not." He's just been unlucky. But like the dude doesn't win in the playoffs. It just he hasn't yet. And yeah. I don't feel like sinking two hundred million into seeing if he can shake it off. Like he he looked pretty shitty. And like, remember that game when they brought him in for that one inning? They took away Dickey's win because of that. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That was stupid. That was John. Like I'm still. I don't. Not, I don't like John Gibbons. I'm not either. sold on John Gibbons at all. My, so my dad emails me after every single Blue Jays game, and he writes like an analysis of the game. It's half of the game. It's also a lot of criticizing Gibby, and it's also half criticizing Pat Tabler and and. Uh, oh Martinez. yeah, they're well, they're the they've got to be the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah, like I don't listen to a lot of regional broadcasts, but I have to imagine that's got to be close to the worst. Well. So my buddy posts all of my dad's emails to a blog, so I'll send you guys a link. So. <laughs> sure. But <laughs> he just rips on them, and it's fucking awesome. Because my dad's a big, like, 
he's he's like he grew up playing Stratomatic baseball and stuff. Okay, so, yeah. And, and so, now he's you know, a prolific sports media critic. Oh, he's awesome, man. He just tears <laughs> like he just points out all the stupid things that Pat Tabler says. Like, oh yeah, it's well, beautiful. Yeah, and I yeah, Gibbons game management is oh, stinks, suspect man. at best. And he just kind of like, well, you know, he's just like, he doesn't really, I don't know. I don't know what he, he does. I don't feel like he does anything. Yeah, I, I know. And I think the players, like, they seem to like it, you know, like a weird way, but you just can't help but feel like if they had someone that was really invested. Yeah. That I think they like it the way that you students like a, a teacher that doesn't discipline them or doesn't, like, hold them accountable for shit. Like it, Mr. Dad. Like John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just sort of like, eh, do whatever. Like, oh, he's a great teacher. You he's know? cool yeah. sub over here. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah I, I, but, but I think... Uh, I had a cough, so I'm going to move this away here. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> uh, I, I can't wait to see what a full year of Tulowitzki is going to be like. Yeah, and healthy. Um, yeah, because he if he, he never he never got it going. I, he I, was hurt. That that shoulder thing was bad. I, 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 he was hurt the whole playoffs. I, I was at the I was at his first game and I got to see that him blast that. Home nice, was that awesome. was freaking sweet. Um, yeah, man. I I gotta say, like, I uh, the Blue Jays are my favorite team of any sport. Uh, like last year was like my fun, the funnest I've ever had. Oh yeah, following a team because I, I moved to Toronto just two years ago. Okay, and uh, I went to thirty games last year. Nice. And I went to like six of them outside of Toronto as well because we had a lot of time off in the summer. And so right. I, I just, you know, going to the, just following the team. I listened, you know, to games on the radio. I watched on TV, watching at bars, uh, going to games. You know, it all starts with Josh Donaldson. And like, man, I just, he's just, I don't know, he's he's a f- just fucking fun to watch, man. He's a hero. Crushing first inning home runs, you know, sliding headfirst into third base when you shouldn't be, but it's still awesome. And he's just... <laughs> Or like jumping over the catcher and sliding, yeah, kind of like like, like like he's, he's yeah, just so gut, like he's a fucking animal. Man, did the A's fuck up that trade? Oh like, my yeah, god, Jesus that Christ. was really unbelievable. Now Laurie's on like the White Sox yeah. or something. I just unfollow him on Twitter because I was oh, like, he's a clown. <laughs> I, I just I always talk about uh, I'm I'm from uh, White Rock, BC, which is, is very close to Langley, BC, which oh, is yeah. where he's from. It's like uh, baseball hotbed, right? It's a vi- yeah, but it's like a it, it's a baseball hotbed, but it's also like a very hickish farm town, whatever, and. So the first summer after he got traded to the Jays, he he came back to Langley and just started showing up on all of my social media feeds, partying at the worst bars possible. Now, that to me, I know you're trying to say like this guy stinks, but like I, when I go to Saskatoon, I like to hang at the worst bars. Yeah, okay. And, and actually, I like to hang at the worst bars in any town I'm in. Yeah, that like, sounded love, like your your tour stories you were telling. Yeah, me but yeah, see, yeah, like, I love I'm, shitty bars. Yeah, but I'm not talking about like shitty. I'm talking about like like uh, douchey nightclubs in small towns. Okay. Ah, yeah. yeah, I don't go there. Yeah, where? Yeah, I'm not talking about like. Uh, actually, sometimes we do. Yeah, well, yeah, you go where you have to, but like the <laughs> but I'm t- yeah. I'm not talking about like a character I got, I know dive bar. I'm gotcha. talking about like a Not gross a gross nightclub where people are like finger banging on the dance. Where they're floor charging you cover. Yeah, the they're charging you twenty dollars yeah. to get into a building in Langley, BC. <laughs> finger bangs with a Z. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, right? Two ninety five rise for the fellas all night. It's always like that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like Ladies it's night. like a nightclub in Estevan, basically. You're just you're rocking. I've been there. I, me too. I played ball down there. Curled there. Did you? Yeah. Unless you just are serious. Like November. Yeah. yeah. I played a baseball tournament down there. Okay. Yeah. yeah Makes times. sense. So, so yeah, like it's like that. It's like oh yeah, we've got a we just fucking threw a dance floor yeah. in this 
old uh, Greek restaurant. Yeah. Oh, it, so many old Greek restaurants yeah. in Saskatchewan, man. <laughs> oh, They're I believe, all, oh, yeah, the I believe it. Uh, and Ukrainian, depending on where you go. Big time yeah. Ukrainians. Yeah. yeah. A lot of my friends. Uh, my buddy had a great thing about Lori. He said... He's the only guy who looks like he's trying to order bottle service at second base. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and if uh, they offered that, he would. Yeah. For sure. And he, he has quite a reputation around Toronto, that's for sure. Oh, but, I believe uh, it. Yeah, man. Speaking of guys like that, how do you how are you uh, how are you on Marcus Stroman's burgeoning rap career? Um, I guess I'm not very aware of it. That's uh, a new feature. It's like I when you see that too. Marcus talking about Stroman, Drake with the girls. Considering <laughs> Marcus Stroman ex sheepdogs. Yeah, it's very interesting when I go out with these girls because they're like, <laughs> they're interested in like the Drakes and the weekends and stuff. And then I'm and like Marcus Stroman. I'm like, I have a a large uh, Sergio Mendez and Burt Bacharach record <laughs> collection that maybe we could go back and listen to at my house. <laughs> I could put on a cardigan. Like I'm really like <laughs> I'm really easy listening, and I like drink like light beer and stu- like I'm super boring in all these ways. But like anyway, <laughs> did you did you have to follow most of that Jays run from the road? Like were you guys um, touring through that? The playoffs we did actually. We were listening to the in the radio because we were driving through the states and stuff. We were actually in Kansas City when the Jays were playing in Toronto against Kansas City in that. Oh, in that, in that, in that uh, just missed it. Hey, yeah, it was. It was uh, it was pretty wild. I find listening to baseball on the radio to be a very interesting experience because I did the same thing. Like I don't think I've ever listened to baseball on the radio until this year, and mm-hmm. it was the same deal. We were actually driving back from a curling tournament, bragging, and yeah. um, and we had it on, we had it on in the car. And same kind of you're like, this is a very difficult sport to communicate via radio. I found. Well. I I actually think it's better on baseball. I think baseball kind of works. Like I think that uh, like I, it I, works I, in the sense that they don't have to keep updating you all the time. But yeah, I just I, I found like the guy started to get so into it that like he would describe all of the pitchers' motions. Like he'd be like, "Okay, Strowman comes up to pitch, leg kick, delivery." Uh, is, Strike two. Was it was it Jerry Howarth or who was? Uh, I don't know who it was. I think so because it was hit. It was. I know Dan Shulman was on there for sure. So oh, well, you're listening to ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we listen to the the fans. So okay, it's yeah. like Jerry Howarth. Okay, and, yeah, I don't know those and, guys. Uh, and uh, and Wilner and those guys. And I okay. think they do a pretty good job. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm a, I love Vince Scully. Like, I think he's oh. great. And I actually think Dan Shulman is, is fucking I really awesome. love Dan Shulman. Like, I'm, I I really – like, when I got into – so I came to Canada in 1995. Okay. So that's when I became a fan of the Blue Jays. Uh, a little basically after Basically the worst the, time to become a fan yeah, of the Jays. they so. were really bad then. Uh, but it was like – it was Dan Shulman doing the play-by-play. Yeah. And it was uh, – Buck was the – color guy right and they were a great combo man I'm yeah buck stoked. was a much better color guy than play yeah he play. is he's good and dan shulman's the best like baseball is a very difficult sport to commentate especially every day dan like, every day like, for three plus hours the classic dan shulman would be like the here's a throw down a second base strike him out throw him out double play for the blue jays like that was like his like <laughs> yeah too and then my buck it's, it's buck like, martinez uh, was just basically like <laughs> like the super wheezy like <laughs> Like, how much does he smoke, man? You're like, what happened there? I didn't. Yeah. He just wheezed. I'm yeah. guessing it was a big play. I don't really know. <laughs> That's how he laughs. Yeah, yeah. Like, how much does he hack? How many darts does he hack? Man? A lot. He, he seems like the type of guy that was hacking them in the dressing room in between innings. Jim like, Leland style. Back in the day, yeah. It's probably sure. the, the closest sport to uh, cricket that you could get into, though, over here, probably. It's very similar. It's part of the appeal. But I grew up playing it even when I was... Like, oh, my dad's Canadian, so... Okay. He, my dad's from Moose Jaw, and, and so... 
as a kid, I was playing it like at six or whatever. So, but yeah, it, they're pretty similar. Was that yeah. what brought you to cricket? Then was the baseball? Well, the cricket was probably more. It was like a school game. Yeah. And like it was like just part of like the culture over there. Like it's a big, it's a big national sport in Australia. But of course, uh, but there's a lot of big baseball fans in Australia too. Like the, it's a, a lot of the cricketers, you know, kind of play baseball in the off season to keep their eye in and all that kind of stuff. And there's definitely like I mean, there's good. There's been good Aussie baseball players like Graham Lloyd was a pitcher for yep. the Yankees. Dave Nilsson was a good hitter for the Brewers. Uh, I think there's a couple still even today. There's, there's, yeah, oh, I'm trying to think. Didn't the Jays have an Aussie pitcher or something? Well, did, well, Graham Lloyd was on the Jays for a bit, wasn't was he? Yeah. I think so. There was a lot of like Jays Yankees trading. Like, yeah, David exactly. Wells and Clemens. That's where the Yankees when they were they would either get the good Jays yeah. or farm out the old bad Yankees. Yeah, like, it was like the Jays were just kind of like, oh, he once played for the Yankees. He's probably going to be pretty good. Well, I feel like Jose Batista is going to be a DH on the Yankees in the next couple of years. Oh yeah, guaranteed. They can't keep both of them. I don't think. Yeah. Well, so. fuck Jose. He feels like a DH man. That's true. He's yeah. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He used to be an unbelievable fielder, and well, then he just gave up on the gave up on the battle. Every time a ball goes out to him, I'm just like, "Oh God, yeah, oh God." It's, 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 it's but he made a few great throws. He's still got that arm. Yeah, he has a good arm, but he's he's but yeah, very he sketchy defensively. You know, I don't know. I don't like seeing him out there. Is it a little nerve wracking for you then to to know that those three contracts are coming up real soon? No, because they're old. Uh, I don't. I I think we've gotten amazing value out of Jose and Edwin. Um, oh yeah. Because they they did a smart thing where they signed them for like mid level money before they kind of like fully blossomed, and totally. then we got like great value. And to be honest, I don't know that either of them are worth resigning. Wait, when like when are their contracts due? Like next year? Both or? this end of this season. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think yeah. this year will be a big test, but uh, I I don't know that I would be super disappointed if if. If, if they didn't come back because I think we need younger, fresher. They're both DHs. If you had to keep one. Well, how old's Edwin? I'm not sure. I think Edwin's 35 and Jose's 36. Oh, Jesus. I think. I mean, or that's... 34 and 36. Um, Something like that. Well, I probably would keep Jose. I mean, if they're, if they're basically the same age, I'd probably keep Jose because he has way better on base as long as he doesn't have to field. And yeah. it's just like a figurehead also, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I feel like he's got that kind of... My, my dad calls him the matador because he's just got this kind of like super macho, like, you know, kind of like... he's I don't know. He's almost like a villain or something. Like He's like a wrestler or something. Oh, yeah. He's... He, definitely like, like the whole shit with the Orioles last year was very yeah. wrestling-esque with O'Day and, yeah, yeah the, just the skipping and the... Yeah, early, the skipping you know, was The skipping hilarious. was amazing. And then the yeah. bat flip, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that bat flip took him from, like, cult hero status to, like, baseball king of yep. Canada. But every time you count out Eddie, he, he hits a line drive that, that, you know, leaves the ballpark in about one second. You yeah. Know, like, and it's tough that. to argue with walking the parrot, too. I, that's just a great... Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is, and I love that he's never really said what it is. Well, it I don't think he speaks like English, a, so... Well, exactly. That's what I mean. He's like, uh, hola. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah but basically, you're saying just leave the money open for Donaldson in two years. Definitely. He's young. He can field. He's the best player he's in the, the world. He's the best player on the team. Well, okay. In his league, anyways. Mike Trout's alive. I saw so, uh, I, I was. We were down. Some of us, uh, my brother and who plays, and my brother Seamus plays in our band, and he and Ryan, our bass player, and I went down and with a buddy to uh, Anaheim, and we caught a Jays series down there. And so we nice. watched Trout. And the Jays swept him. And they not only swept him, but they outscored him like, yeah, like that 38 was, to like 12. Or I something. remember that, yeah. It was ridiculous. 
And man, we got heckled so much because we wore our Jays gear and we were just chanting. Like we were chanting MVP every time Donaldson came up, and people nice. would get so steamed. Oh, I which is it. the best. Yeah, that just makes you want to do it even more. Basically, yeah. yeah. Got her. <laughs> even, who's that? I don't know. Uh, were, we, were we given a five-minute warning or no? No, no. That's okay, fine. perfect. Um, yeah, it's like uh, if you're if you're heckling in enemy territory and they're like booing the shit out of you, you just heckle even louder. Like, yeah, that's what you're there for, right? Yeah, uh, especially the MVP thing is touchy. Well, let's not forget that Anaheim is just a real Disney type of franchise, it's anyway. A, so yeah, you know, I'm not afraid of you. Not, <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? Throw a Goofy at me? Yeah, well, it's not like I mean, if it was like the Dodgers, it might be a little more dicey, or like you know. Yeah, you could get shot. New York or Boston or something. Yeah, <laughs> you could get whatever. What are they? What's that Irish weapon? Jacked? What's the the thing? You know, the fu- shillelagh. That's the thing I'm thinking of in Boston. Oh. You get shillelagh. Right. Is that from, like, Gangs of New York or something? Probably. I don't fucking know. It's like <laughs> yeah. that little, like, curved stick, you know? You I don't have no idea what you're it's talking like, about. No, it's like, uh, fuck. It's like, um, it like looks like the blade of a, a hockey stick. Weapon yeah. right no, no, it looks like the blade of a hockey stick, but it's like a you basically sickle? put it in your hand and you just... You just fucking whack like yeah. it's it. You don't want to get hit with it. It's, like, it's basically like holding the butt of a gun. The Glasgow necktie, but in your hand. thing. Yeah, maybe that, that sounds like a sex act. I think it's when you look. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> next, next subject. Well, we, we could circle back to the CFL. Sure. Talk a little bit more about the riders because uh, we talked with Max Kerman when he was on the show a few weeks ago yep. about uh, the song that he did for the uh, Tie Cats. Yeah. Uh, have you guys? Uh, been approached or asked to do anything like that for the riders? No, we or is ha- that kind of like Arkell's territory now to do a CFL song? Um, I don't know. The Arkells are good at doing lots of. Uh, they're very good at being like multimedia fingers and many pies type of band. Like they're really good at that stuff. Um, did he mention that we had a bet about the? Great yeah, great and band? he mentioned yeah. that they lost. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh. uh I there's a bunch of like Rough Rider songs over the years that I, I had a tape of them all actually back in the day, and they're like on your famous tape collection. A, oh, I got quite the tape collection. Let me tell you, Frank Sinatra, Zeppelin One. They all uh, in the garage nice. now. Oh yeah, back I home still. My, dad, my, my dad definitely had Zeppelin they're One on still tape. In the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I got a tape deck, man. Yeah. Uh, it's there's some laughably bad Rough Rider anthems. Like the Rider Pride one is pretty funny, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to do to write like a cool like theme song. You know who wrote a sports theme song? Scott Stapp. I just thought of that. Really? Did he really? Yeah, it was like for the for the Marlins or something because I think he's from Florida. Wow, that's like, pretty dreary. You hit a home, you, you hit a home run, and it's just like here's a man. You should look it up. Gloves wide open. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Catching for, balls out here. First base is open. <laughs> yeah. Intentional walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I drink yeah. this water? Is this yeah, 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 I put that's that there for you. For you. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, drink it up. That is, um, that's a really bad, that's a really bad music slash sports combo, Sp- Scott yeah. Stapp. Yeah, so I mean, if Scott Stapp's done it, you kind of want to stay out of it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd be open to anything. I wrote a, I wrote a little thing for Tim and Sid, their their show. Right on. That gets played like every single day. Like, nice. uh, it was for the radio show, and now they're on TV. So, that so now out, you're right? on TV every day. Hell yeah. Of. Well, you got That's you've good. played like the the pregame for the Grey Cup. Before. We did, yeah, the one that we won over the Ticats. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we, we've talked about this on the show before. Basically, they always pick these like strange acts to be the halftime show, right? And the the band that should be the halftime show always gets that like warm up yes. spot instead. But you know what they're trying to do, right? They're well, they're, yeah, they're trying to get people to watch 
the broadcast who would that aren't that from Canada. Like we, yeah, we. Who was we, the halftime act when you was it Bieber? I think it was Headley that year. It was, uh, yeah, I think it was Headley. Okay, yeah. Yeah. nice. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think CFL fans would dig the Sheepdogs, but they're trying to bring in like, you know, your mom. Well, like it's or my mom. Let's let's be. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, that's <laughs> your mom. You're trying to bring in your mom. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's. I mean, let's be real. Like. Uh, most of like media and like advertising is all like aimed at like like 12 to like 25 year olds it seems like i don't know it just seems like totally everything's aimed at kids i don't know where they're getting all this fucking right. money from but might not be your target demographic if you're on the uh, the halftime show there no yeah they're like who are these old men I'm like i'm in my tw- i was in my 20s still like i cut my hair how about now yeah. guys but, i mean this year was like fallout boy mm-hmm. so that's not even like dipping within the that's the no Canadian one's well, it's like it's like someone was like yeah uh, strombo is now on uh, hockey night in canada they're uh, they're trying to appeal to the youth vote i'm like he's fucking 45 like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah he's what, so old what kid is it to, like you know, I don't know yeah that's what all the kids are into now is yeah. strombo yeah hockey every canada, every seven year old you run into has big red leather chairs now yeah it's all they ask for so, for Christmas. Is that what he has? Yeah, those on his CBC talk show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it, you could tell how into the youth he was by the way he sat. You know, like, that was like his big yeah. thing. Like, oh, I'm really into it because I sit like, I'm going to put my knees like up on the chair, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, how are you? How are you? I, I would have done like the flip the chair, the AC slider. Oh, yeah, there you go. Like flip the chair around. Sit That'd be awesome. On it. Especially in like a leather chair. With like that. a backwards hat on. Yeah, that'd look horrible. And at, at this point, anyone who remembers George as their like, their uh, much news anchor is like yeah. well into their thirties at this point. Yeah, yeah like George is yeah, a me. big like I used to watch Loud and the Punk Show yeah. and the Wedge. Like I loved those shows back in the day, but that's not. He hasn't yeah. been that for a long time. No, and I I, I do think he's a good broadcaster. Oh, I, for I, sure. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I I just it, it do, I, when someone was like they're appealing to the youth, I just thought it was not true. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> well, I agree. I mean, more so than <laughs> it'd be like. Oh, the John McClane, you, maybe. Yeah, although he looks good with his shirt off if that photo is real. <laughs> yeah. You guys have seen that, sh- that show? I, I have it on good authority that that is real. He looks fucking shredded, man. That he's a he's just a party monster also. Who, Strombo? Uh, no, Ron, Ron McLean. Have you seen the oh, photo where he's, he's got like a beer oh, and he's yeah, like yeah, dancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I've heard that he basically does what you do after your shows. Oh, yeah. Just, he is a party animal for sure. prowl. He's just Gets drunk and scoops, up, scoops up some ladies. <laughs> that was the wrong I entertain some fun. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Prowling. <laughs> yeah, prowl has a very predatory context. I, uh, yeah, I'm just a nice guy. No, I like scoop is good. It reminds me of ice cream. There's ain't nobody got a problem with ice cream. <laughs> scoop? Yeah, well, you said you'd scoop some ladies. It's like I, I didn't rem- say scoop. Yeah, no, yeah, that was yeah. the. Did that, he? Yeah, he said scoop. So All we right. scoop up some ladies. We'll play, rewind. Have to play, play that back, back and double check that. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that was the verb. I mean, I could be wrong, but. Oh, we just make friends and we uh, go out for a drink. Yeah, no, it's good. And they like Drake and. Marcus Stroman. Well, yeah. What's it like though working that opening spot? Because you're basically like the warm up act at the CFL for a sporting event, which is kind of strange. We did two songs, and it's like you just you're in and out. And it's it's like a lot of like pre- preparation and like anytime you do anything TV because it's on TV. Yeah. Man, like TV is the worst because everybody who works in TV is stupid. Like they're <laughs> just like. That's why I work in radio. Yeah. Way smarter. <laughs> no, but everyone in this TV, they assume that, like, I don't know, you have, like, 
we played on like Jimmy Fallon and we had to do the song like seven times so that the camera could figure out their moves and everything and they'd be like are you gonna do that each time are you gonna be here like it's just like no but maybe they're not stupid but the I'll never get a job on they're, trying never. To, they're trying but to they're trying to plan everything they're super they don't want anything left to chance they can't roll with any punches it's probably why they had all those disasters on the Grammys from what I hear but like it's just like you know they're not like kind of good at just rolling with shit as it happens well there's probably also a part of you that thinks like you do this every night like how yeah. are you how is this not, how do you not have this down to a science yeah like well, just put just have a few extra cameras or like whatever it is you know yes. what i mean like just it's not that hard and especially you know for you guys being a pretty like straight ahead rock band i can't imagine it would be that hard to capture everything you know you're, you're kind you're, of a similar you're not tyler the creator running night, over right? and jumping on jimmy fallon's desk and yeah. throwing skittles at the camera or whatever the fuck well except the, the guy, that guy i mean he doesn't play any instruments no exactly that's <laughs> what i mean he's, he's free to that's why he plays the skittles yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly no, don't get me started on that i can rip, <laughs> I can rip on all kinds of shit <laughs> rap music <laughs> sorry well what did you uh what did you think of the super bowl halftime show uh, you know, I don't know. It was fine. It's fine. It's it was what it was. It's you know, it's not. It's not for me. It's I'm the same as the as the Grey Cup. I, I told you, show. I listen it's to ne- I listen to easy listening music it, from it, the '60s. It's never for the sports audience. Uh, Isn't Coldplay yeah. kind of easy listening though? I feel like that's a very. Uh, I like some of their earlier yeah. songs. Like the first album was pretty good, I thought. Yeah. And then they're just kind of like. I don't know. That guy is like too old to be wearing like little like bedazzled jeans and dancing around and shit. Like yeah. he's just too colored little color. He's one of those jeans. guys for me where I think like he's trying to come off as this like working man British kind of guy, like just this casual. But the, you but you can tell his T-shirt was like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, you know you're you're like that's not like no one. I I know how much that costs. I yeah I don't know I, I don't like what they're doing. Uh, Bruno Mars is all right. Pretty entertaining guy. Yeah, yeah. and right. short. You got to feel good for a short guy doing some good shit. And you put yeah, like little, Chris little Martin line. out there with Bruno Mars and Beyonce. It's kind of like, Dad, yeah. you're embarrassing me. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. I, I don't know. It, it was fine. It was like well put together, I guess. Like it had a lot of like choreographed moves. We can hear Britney Spears in the background now. I was gonna say, Jesus, <laughs> this what, place what, is rattled. What just happened now? Uh, well, Donnie, our sound uh, guy, he. Uh, he sound checks with a couple songs that he knows really well to like tune the system, and one of them is this fucking Britney Spears song that we always have to hear. So. <laughs> well, we we said right before we started recording that we would make you feel comfortable by ragging on Donnie. So yeah, here we go. Fuck you. <laughs> Glad Donnie. we could yeah. finally get some of that. Fuck in here. you, Donnie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, it's a, it's not a good name. You know, that's where it starts. Really, Donnie. Just like, well, yeah, you know, I'm gonna pick on you. You just think you... of the Lebowski. You know, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're out of your league, Donnie. Out of your element. Yes. I think he says both. I, fa- I feel like he says league and element. Uh, I think it's element. I think. I think. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not gonna I think argue. You and takes this one. I'm not gonna argue Big Lebowski with you <laughs> because uh, I feel like uh, you've I, seen it way more times than I have. I may have gone as a Big Lebowski for. Two separate Halloween. That's what you see. That's consecutive what I'm or separated. No, there's at least one year between them. Okay, perfect. When I have long hair, I look basically like the dude. like yeah. the dude. Plus, yeah. you just get an excuse to drink white Russians all night long. Yeah, although I found out the hard way that that's not a good move. <laughs> <laughs> like more than two is like pretty pretty brutal. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I for those of you who are new to the podcast, um, oh I don't God. drink. Are but you, are um, we doing this really? Yeah, well, because it's important. It's we're we're probably gonna have some new listeners. This a bit at this point. Yeah, it is a bit. We have a bit where I talk about how I don't drink, which is <laughs> okay. true. But even as a non-drinker, I feel like. I can even understand the basic concept of like mixing alcohol and, and milk. And dairy is not. That's just not going to be it's a just good scenario too much for milk anybody. Eventually. Yeah. Well, it's also the sweetness of like the 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 Kahlua in there. Right. It's, yeah. It's yeah. It's uh, yeah. You like one or maybe two. That's about it. That's max. It's part like, of the costume though, so you have to nurse it for several hours. Yeah. Right? I yeah. It is part of the costume. I don't think I've had a white Russian like since like ten years. <laughs> Do you do uh, so? Is you or you do you go house coat? You do the little house coat sunglasses. I think I had a uh, one of those like uh, like siwash wool. I think that's, I don't know if that's like a like a racially appropriate term. <laughs> siwash, <laughs> cowichin. Cowichin. Sorry, yeah. someone told me siwash is like racist. Oh really? Yeah, I guess. I have no idea. I can edit that out if you want. No, you leave it in. I don't care. Whatever. I, I didn't use <laughs> it in a mean way. Right on the <laughs> so reserve. So on the reserve, they refer to that as the S word. Oh, I, don't just know. Like <laughs> I got love for my Aboriginal homies. They, uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, we don't. Need, we don't. Uh, I, I don't like this thing where like anything. Anytime you talk about like anything racial, it becomes like a racist. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like uh, I was on the radio. We're, it was we weren't on live. They were taping it, and uh, we were, had to like identify. Um, they're like, we'll show you ten Juno winners, and you see see if you can name who they are. That was like the little segment they were doing. And they showed us like a bunch of people that I had no idea who they were. It was Katie like, Lang. It was Katie Lang. It was a black. That would have been easy. <laughs> uh, like Keanu Reeves. Oh, Katie Lang. Uh, there, Julie Black. There was a black guy playing bass and a bunch of white girls singing. I was just like, I don't know. And it turned out to be Brand Van Three Thousand. And I'm like, well, didn't Brand Van? Th- when I think of Brand Van Three Thousand, I think of a black lady singing and a white guy rapping. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought of, right? Yeah. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa don't make it racial. I'm like. Like, but that's what they were. Yeah, <laughs> it was a white rapper and a black singer. <laughs> no, I, that's just what it was. Like, I'm not, I'm not being racist. Like, I just feel like that again is like probably a huge thing of like live radio. Like, you you know Whoa. that basically every every like live radio DJ has gone through some segment with a musician or whatever where yeah. they. Uh, they, gone off the where rails. they fear they're gonna lose their job or I like guess whatever. So. It just goes sideways, and they're like, "Oh shit, he said black." Oh. That's that's a that's sad though. Yeah. It is. Like, I mean, I don't have much of a radio job to begin with, which is why you're free to say anything. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Is this gonna be on the radio or no. is oh, no. Fuck, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this will be like um, this will be like when you went when your music was featured on the Sklar Brothers podcast, but like with point five percent of the exposure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Because yeah. I I have it on decent authority. I think this is true. That you have listened to our show uh, in I, your van before. I actually have not. Okay. Who, who so you may have had the, the headphones in, rocking your own thing. Well, and what, the other guys. Jessica, Jessica said she played it in the car, and you guys enjoyed the show. Because we talked and that about was why you guys you, on oh, that yeah. show. And that was why you guys agreed, uh, that's why you oh, agreed to come on the show. She played us a clip or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah sorry, Cause, guys. Cause I, uh, Don't be sorry. I, it's fine. I heard that you said that uh, those guys are pretty funny. I'd love to do that show when, Did when, I? They, when they get big. And here we are. When we they are, get big, we are not I big never, at all. Yeah. I would, we've got we've got small to medium. I would not say that. I would not be like, oh, they get big enough, tell them to give me a call. Like, <laughs> when they get when they hit twenty thousand Twitter follows, you know. I, I was gonna say, I, either your standards of what is big have dropped significantly. I've done probably smaller podcasts. I'm sure. Like I, I don't know. 
Uh, Good. I, I, I don't like... know if that's supposed to make me feel better or if that makes me feel worse. <laughs> well, I've done smaller, that's for sure. Well, I did some I did some podcast that was like I did like a ten minute interview with him on the phone and for the the like still like even today he tweeted like the guy just like tweets every day about that I was on this podcast. He's really, really excited about it. I guess so. I don't know. Cool. Well, well, that's how we're going to show how big we are because we're not even going to tweet out the link good. to this one. <laughs> yeah, good. This Only the true like a mystery. Yeah, this is going to be it. like a mystery episode. All right. Where we'll do like Lost Tokyo. Episode. Yeah, exactly. Like Tokyo Police Club had that. They released their new single today, but they had like four days of riddles leading up to it. Maybe we'll try and yes. have some like, maybe we'll like riddle. We'll... I don't like these things. Um, <laughs> I, I like Tokyo Police Club. They're really good guys. But, yeah, great guys. Um, I... And I'm not knocking them, but yeah, I don't like this thing where like everything has to be like a oh the ge- geocache your location or geotag. I, don't, <laughs> I can't even use the right word. To geocache. Find, you know, to, to, like it's like all these little games and stuff. Like just fucking put a record on for fuck's sake. It's like in in movies now, where you got like a teaser for the teaser for the trailer, or like. But then the trailer gives away the whole movie. The Ghostbusters are like. You know, I, I if it's a remake oh, or a pseudo sequel, the chick Ghostbusters. Yeah, the Lady Ghostbusters movie just put out a trailer announcement trailer, which just said that oh, the good. trailer comes out on this day, and it had maybe ten seconds of footage in it. It's kind of like that. Okay. You know what? Honestly, <laughs> I think this is probably your band could be even bigger. Like maybe you guys are fucking up. We probably well. You I, know what I mean? Like you, the next record, I say fuck it. You go. We're having a release date. Announcement release date. They, yeah. they, they like just have a, a ten fuck, second clip just a of the string, lead single. Just a string. See, the, release like one second of the song every day for yeah. four hundred days in a row. And it's a it's a it's a two year long riddle to answer, yeah. and then you finally yeah exactly. And then you finally get a trap door that leads through. You know, you go through a maze and a labyrinth, and then yeah. eventually at the end, you've you get one song. Eventually, in the end, you're a, in Moose Jaw, and yeah. you get a private listening party in a barn. Yeah. You know, I, I just, God damn it, I got into music to play music, uh, to, to rock, to party, to meet ladies, to <laughs> sing with my buddies, and like, I just did not get into music to like, market, you know, to be a marketer, or to like, promote things and stuff, like, I just, I don't know, I just, I, it kind of bums me out when I think about all these like, the ways that you have to like the things that you're expected to do. Yeah, well, it's 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 all part of the sort of changing, you know. Yeah, you got to grease the wheel. It's you know you got to be good on social media. You got to be, yeah. you know, that it's it's what like the RKLs are really good at doing. Right. They're really good at doing those kinds of things, but it's just not really in my nature. Like, right. I'm just more of like a. Well, what, we'll look forward to your next a, single release on the Sheepdogs app. And uh, we have an you, app. I've never. Do you seen, actually? Oh, from years ago, I've never. <laughs> I've never even seen. It. I don't know what it does. But. <laughs> It's actually nothing to do with the band. It's just pictures of Lassie. I don't know. That's going to be heartbreaking <laughs> news for somebody who's got the app on their phone and is just waiting yeah. every day for no, a I'm sorry private message that. from you, and I know it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. I'm fucking up everything here. Sorry. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, there we go. Um, but uh, we could talk about uh, the new record a little bit before we wrap up. Sure. Uh, do you like you know feel any sort of pressure going in to record this record as as the follow up to the the album that broke you guys basically? Uh, no, I, I, well, I always say no, but but yeah, I mean we always feel pressure, but it it comes from within. Like it's not so much like driven by external forces, like or like you know what will people think. We put pressure on ourselves anytime we do anything because we want to be good. We expect ourselves to be uh, to be good. So the, we always put the pressure on ourselves, and that was before we had any fans or anybody knew who we were. So it's yeah. not like I don't like think too much about like 
you know, the grand scale of what's, things. What's this person going to think of it? Or well, I've always thought of us as musical outsiders because we're, like, pretty old school. And, like, I think the fact that we have a career is, like, pretty pretty crazy. Like, it's right. pretty awesome and, like, fortunate. I feel like especially now, like, like we were talking about in today's musical climate and yeah. with Spotify and all these things, like, yeah. you, to carve out a thing where you can actually say like yeah i'm a musician that's my job is pretty impressive like it's yeah a when i talk well yeah i know especially one that plays like you know guitar or rock it's right just, like because i'll go to like a party or something and i'll like put on what i think is cool music and then all the people are like what is this and i'm like oh, fuck. <laughs> just like and then they, they just want to talk and then they like and these are people that are like my age and they're like you know sort of like hip you know young urban professionals or whatever and they're like talking about like have you seen the new, you know, Bieber video or something like that? I'm just like, really? That's what you guys like are into? Like, I just, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't know. Fucking grown men talking about like fucking what teeny boppers should be into. It just pisses me off, man. <laughs> I've talked about Justin Bieber so many times. Are you a fan? Podcast. Yeah. 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 What? What? What the fuck? You're a, <laughs> you're a, you're a man. <laughs> well, that's debatable. You should, you um, should be, look to Clint Eastwood for inspiration. And my dad loves Clint Eastwood. You and my too. dad, I think, would get along. He, my dad's a huge fan of your music. And uh, nice, I should yeah. do a podcast with him. Maybe uh, you should have. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been fucking outstanding. Yeah. My 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 dad likes to say fuck, and uh, yeah, it's weird. My my dad is uh, he is a big fan of I don't know. That's yeah, uh, right yeah. Just he he uh, he's like one of these guys uh, where. He just listens to music through YouTube. That's like yep. his thing. A lot he of just, people do that. Yeah. And uh, he said, in his words, he said, oh, you're interviewing the lead singer of the Sheepdogs. Uh, you got to ask him about that song and tell him that I play the fucking shit out of it. Nice. So, yeah, I think like he was really like... Uh, That's great. Because, yeah, he said, he, he said in his words, there's a lot of shit in there. Yeah, there. Is, well, I guess so. Um, like that's the mess. The message, I guess. There's a lot of shit in there. Is well, there's a lot of saying. like little turnarounds and riffs and stuff in it. There's like I think he means things. more the lyrics. Like I feel like he relates a lot to that. Oh, okay. uh, like mentally, I think. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to speak directly to my dad. I'm just saying. Well, like, sir. Just, um, <laughs> his name's John too. John. Yeah. Uh, what? Well, you junior? I'm junior. Yeah. I'm the fifth, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do have that thing where I do seem. Yeah, I got, I'm kind of an old man. I don't know what it is. Like, uh, 31, but, like, uh, I, we just watched No Country for Old Men on nice. the bus the other day. And it's Great my, film. one of my favorite movies ever. And, yeah. Like, I relate a lot to Tommy Lee Jones's character in it. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, having That's the like, same uh, breakfast every day yeah, just, like, just living your life. He's just, like, talking, world he's talking about, like, I don't want the hell when they stop saying sir and ma'am. And I'm just like, oh, God damn. He's so right. Like, just, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, just, I'm kind of an old man, but... Uh, yeah, nothing wrong with that though. That's good. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to Bieber. Here's oh, the yeah, thing. Oh yeah, Bieber. Um, <laughs> not. I don't know why. It's just fucking catchy. You know. That's because people like. It's just um, catchy. Pop to me. culture as like a. It's an ongoing discussion. The way I follow sports is how people follow pop culture and music. Right. And my answer, I say, follow fucking sports, you pussy, because it's like <laughs> all these grown men talking about like like Bieber and Drake it's like watch right. watch you know watch some sports and follow that and talk I about do both that. though well that then you have some rede rede redeeming factors I guess okay, thank, you. Have thank you more time than most people 
I have yeah. a well, I've got a decent amount of time, I guess. But what do you like about Bieber? What's I honestly think it's just catchy. You like, just it's like just, the songs? Yeah, just yeah. I, I actually like the songs. Like to me, I it's not a. I don't think it's like a media creation thing. I think it's just. Uh, I just legitimately enjoy this, but I'm also into hip hop and other pop music. Like yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen's record is probably one of my favorite records of last year. Yeah. See, me, I like, I like, but that doesn't mean like I like your music as well. I like heavy stuff. Sure. I, I even go as far as like there's some metal bands and screamo bands I really like. Like it's not. I just have a wide range of taste, I guess. Okay, I'll step out of my old man persona for a second. Sure. I, I think ultimately what I want people to do is to listen to music. That they genuinely like, whether it if it's Bieber or if it's metal or if it's some old bullshit like I listen to, whatever it is, <laughs> as long as you genuinely like it, free of like trying to be cool or trying to be right. a certain scene or whatever. Like if you if you really enjoy when you hear that song, like go and listen to it, absolutely. Right. But I think sometimes I encounter people that are like listening to something because it's like a way to you know kind of talk to their peers and right. And that reminds me of being like a kid in school. And I just feel like when you're an adult, the great thing about getting out of school is like maybe in school, you know, you weren't the coolest or something, but like that's all over now. We're adults and we can hang with the people that we want to hang with. We can live the lives we want to live. Right. We don't have to like try to fit into this conversation. You know? Right. So. I think, I guess that's like, I, I, I agree with you in the sense that um, like I had the, like when Hotline Bling, like when the video came out, I didn't watch it for like two weeks and there got to be a point where there were so many jokes about yeah. it that I, it, yes. I almost like forced me where I felt like I have to watch this. Yeah. I have to listen to this song, like what you're talking about, where it does become like a part of the conversation almost. I, I'll say that I've never seen the video for Gangnam Style. Okay. And I wear that as a badge of honor. I never want to see it. Yeah, it's a pretty fucking awesome video. The Hotline Blink thing really <laughs> people I I eventually had I did see it, but like it was the same thing where people were like constantly referencing it and parodying yeah. it. Where you almost had no choice, right? Where yeah. you're just kind of like, okay, I kind of have to do that. But I also think too being a teacher definitely skewed my musical taste a little younger. Like I think I, I don't know if my like for Bieber would exist without being a teacher as well. Cause you're also around that all the time. And it's not an effort by me to seem relevant to the students. It's just, that's what they're into. So you have a natural curiosity maybe, sure. or, or maybe you just allow it and, a little more. And Ewan was saying like, once you get out of high school, you're free to explore your own taste. Yeah. You're, right. you're still, you're stuck, still there. in high school. You're yeah. just stuck there forever. God damn it. <laughs> No, I never really thought about this before. I didn't realize it was going to come out of this conversation <laughs> pondering a lot of shit about my own life. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bieber, he'll, he'll do that to you. He'll, he does it to all of us, really. Yeah. I mean, He's the deepest there is. Yeah. It's yeah. what they love about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. There's no, there's no right answer. No, there yeah, isn't. just like what you like. Yeah. I like, like that's that. All I, that's yeah, all that's I ask. Good. That's, that's, like I, when I read uh, like Chuck Klosterman's books. Okay, yeah. I love that he would like admit that he liked things that were like th kind of considered uncool. Right. Because I thought that to me, I always kind of felt that way. Like I didn't really care if things were cool. I liked some things that just happened to be cool, but I didn't, not because they were. Right. And I listened to a lot of things that were not cool, but I was just like, I really like this. And that's, I want you, more people to live like that. You're telling me that your Burt Bacharach record collection is not cool? Oh, I think it's fucking swinging as hell, man. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I also think the term swinging as hell is cool. Oh, man. I am a bit. That's nice. I My dream is to have like a, a penthouse apartment with like a grand piano in the foyer <laughs> like he had. Yeah. And just like cocktail parties. On like a polar bear skin rug. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The more endangered, the better. <laughs> <laughs> 
these keys are made out of real elephant ivory. That's right. And, uh, these strings, peregrine falcon yeah. feathers. Just hanging up on the rhino and the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you can't get into music to want exotic, endangered animals, what are you getting into music for? Yeah, you might as well get the hell out. Yeah, yeah. get the fuck out. Yeah. Well, it. hopefully this podcast will open you up to a new branch of listeners. Yeah. Below the border, in particular. They're probably going to be like, this guy sounds a real asshole. And if they buy the record, you'll be in that penthouse before you know it. That's right, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> penthouse living. Swinging. We're swinging, baby. I feel like we should wrap this up because my computer will probably die. Yeah, soon. I got I got to rip the sound check. But here, uh, you know, they lot. told us that we were going to have you for as long as you wanted to do this, and it's been an hour and twenty minutes. Wow, so, really? Yeah. Uh, you clearly enjoyed our company. Yeah, good times. <laughs> yeah. That's all he was seeking. He's like, yeah. please tell me you enjoyed us. Well, I think we're <laughs> right on time for uh, sound check, so it worked out just perfect. Beautiful. All right. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, you, for, for Thanks, being Tals. here. Really appreciate this. Yeah, yeah, no fun. Thanks, Cheers. man. Take care. And where can we, uh, do you have any record info that we can share with the, the fans? On, uh, what do you mean? Just like, because like, yeah. you, like, new like, single, new record, that's oh, all happening. Oh, uh, man. Just, you know, it's all out there. Thesheepdogs.com, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Buy the record on iTunes if you're so inclined. If you want to see what records my old man tastes uh, encompass, go to my, my Instagram is Curry. And uh, I, all I do is take a photo of whatever record I'm listening to. So you can see okay. my, my record collection is there. And awesome. definitely send us the link to your dad's. Yes. Yeah, we'll post that on our It's called we'll REJs. And it's just, uh, it'll get, I'll get it going once it gets fired up. But it is definitely worth the sort of two minutes it takes to read each day about after each Jays game. So it's pretty fun. Beautiful. Beautiful. Can't awesome. wait. Well, Thanks, Ewan. Cheers, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Surprisingly lengthy yeah. interview. Prove with it, England. Ewan Curry of the Sheepdogs. Yeah, what a guy. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that went really well. Oh, yeah, it was great. I, I have to admit, I was not... You never know... Like, you really never know what to expect when you kind of meet these guys. And, like, realistically... You you it's you just meet them and then right away you're like okay we're doing the show yeah and so there's not that like you you have to try and like breed a familiarity with them at the same time as like trying to get them to say cool shit but then like Ewan was just like yeah whatever yeah like we had a bit of a preamble when Max Kerman came on I think 
I mean, it wasn't very long, but it was definitely longer than literally Ewan came in and sat down and the show started basically immediately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was very fast. And well, because we originally thought we only had like 30 minutes with him. And yeah. And it turned into an hour and I mean, 20. I think, I think we said this during the interview that we were told like, he's only going to do this for as long as he feels like doing it. So he could just get bored and leave within 20 minutes. Oh, totally, yeah. And no. uh, and that went the distance. What can we say? We're also obviously pretty awesome. Yeah, we're, so pretty, we're pretty good at what we're we do. We're pretty good at what we do. I um, say. So should we uh, get into the mailbag yeah, here? Yeah, carry on with the rest of this episode as, Might as, well. as normal. And uh, that would include diving in to the Twitter mailbag. mailbag. It's ladder time. It's ladder time. What am I reading? You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. So a pretty abbreviated Twitter mailbag. Yeah, we're gonna have to keep it. We're gonna have to keep it short because you and talked forever. But we don't even have that many questions because surprise, surprise, when you ask for mailbag questions on a Friday morning. People are just doing other things. What? Yeah. God, our listeners are such losers. You're not looking at Twitter all the time. Yeah, I can't the believe hell? they don't have it set up so that they get a push notification yeah. every time. Yeah. Come on, show guys, tweets. get it together. Get you your know, life in order. Yeah, exactly. You know what this is. <laughs> the first question though comes from PJ Turcott, who asks, "What would it take to trade for PK Subban? Pick any team you like." And, uh, a lot. I mean, we could just talk about the fact that PK is even on the trade market and how fucking ridiculous okay. that is. I don't think he's on the trade market. I think that's a little bit. There's no way he's, they're going to trade that him. That they're picking Michelle Tarion over no, PK Subban. No, they're yeah, not. Yeah, because, uh, you know, obviously uh, the general manager, Mark Bergevin of the Montreal Canadiens, comes out and gives Tarion the uh, the seal of approval. Yeah, the which that's never, that's never uh, been rescinded a week the later. The vote of confidence is, if anything, a kiss of death. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's just a joke. I here, You're okay. on the clock once you get a vote of confidence. Yeah, exactly. PK, okay, he's not going to get traded. And if he was, it's so strange because you'd like to say that the package would be monumental, but when we've seen star caliber players get traded it's in these like weird situations it's for not a bundle of b level guys. yeah like phil kessel i mean suban's better than kessel but kessel's still an elite scorer in the league got the leafs a first round pick and like a yeah like a b plus prospect like this is obviously pre-salary cap i think it was pre-salary cap anyways maybe not uh but uh you know, the only time that I can think of like Danny some Heatley? superstars getting traded, I was going to say Joe Thornton. Okay, yeah. And the centerpiece of that deal was is Marco, Marco Sturm. Sturm. Yeah. So not great. Well, yeah, and then and same thing with Heatley. I mean, yeah, okay, they it's got like Marco Sturm, Wayne Primo. I want to say. Mm, yep, that sounds right. Yeah, Marco Sturm, Wayne Primo, and a uh, shitty defenseman. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, maybe it was like a late career Don Sweeney or something <laughs> like that. Some kind of like or Glenn Wesley. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, it was the same thing with the Heatley deal. Like, yeah, they got Hosa, but at that time, like that deal actually looks good now in retrospect, but at the time you're thinking like, okay, well, Heatley's a 50 goal scorer. He's one of the best players in the league and you're getting Hosa who's good, but not unbelievable. Was it? I don't, I don't think that was Heatley for Hosa. 
Oh, no, that was before that. Yeah, what was the Heatley return? The Heatley was return. swapped for Havlat. I'm oh, sure. that's right. And maybe not. I don't, I'm fucking confused right now. Yeah, me too. There's too many guys with H's in their last name. They need to sort it out so it's easier for us to talk about on our podcast. Those selfish assholes. Okay, <laughs> uh, I just typed in Danny Heerly into Google. We'll see what happens here. Okay, here's the trade for, for Joe Thornton, though. Marco okay. Sturm, Wayne Primo, and I said a shitty defenseman. I was right. It's Brad Stewart. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I knew it was a shitty defenseman. I couldn't remember. Okay, Heatley demanded – oh, that's right. Milan Mahalik, Jonathan Chichu in a second-round draft pick. Yes. And then – yeah, so, again, like you're not, like when everyone said Heatley was going to get traded, you're thinking like, oh, my God. Like they're – because that was right when he scored – right after he scored 50 goals, people were like, oh, well, he's going to get this and that and this and then this is going to be amazing. And then it was like – Mahalik is like a second line player. Chichu has been injured yeah, consistently. Chichu's like a bum. And then like a second round was a bum at that time. And then like a second round pick. Like he Chichu was already a reclamation project. So that's what I mean. Like Subban, you'd like to think like, okay, well, you gotta give them like a top six forward, a top two D man, a prospect, like whatever. Your, your, your top prospect and your number one pick. Yeah, exactly. And I don't necessarily think that's good that would be the case. I I'm gonna say right now, it's gonna be a one for one deal. P.K. Subban coming to Vancouver, going the other way, Dan Hamhuse on an expiring contract. Because, you know, Montreal is loading up to take a run. They need, oh a, my God. They need a stay-at-home guy like rock-solid Dan Hamhuse. You know what the funny and thing... And he's on an expiring deal, so we're, we're taking this bad Subban contract, getting that off their oh, books, fuck. and doing them a favor of freeing them up to have nobody next year because if the Leafs have taught us anything, you really want to have no one. That's the, that's that's true. the well, best that's thing you can have is nobody By 2018, all. we're going to be the Toronto Maple Nobodies. <laughs> um, but we, we're, we're trying to like I've, – I've seen places say that like Ham Hughes is going to fetch a top five pick. Uh, yeah, no. Ham Hughes he is, has been good since he came back. He's been really good. He's not a top five pick. Are you Obviously, I was kidding, kidding yeah. with my proposal. No, there. I know you were. I know you were. But I'm just saying, like, if you even get a first but, rounder for Ham yeah. Hughes, I'll be shocked. Who? What rental team is has a top five pick in the first place? Well, yeah, that doesn't a, even make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. But people are stupid. We're loading up for the playoffs, and we're going to deal our lottery pick. What the fuck? I'm just saying. I just heard that. I think it was a tweet in the Provies, maybe. But I, yeah, I saw something like yeah, that yeah. too. But I'm just saying, like, I'd I'd be shocked if Ham Hughes even gets a first round pick with no contract coming up and him being 33 and whatever. Uh, I and I, also I, he might not waive, man. Yeah, he loves it in Vancouver. Yeah, uh, but he's not coming back. I don't see them bringing him. back. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back either. But be a Sundin situation where he's just could like, be just hanging on. I, I want refuse. six more months. I refuse. Yeah, well, maybe. it's probably it's a dream come true. Play for your home province team that you grew up. Yeah, where's for. he from? Nelson. Uh, no. somewhere Smithers. Smithers. That's right. Even worse. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no content. Just RTs asks why is Canada so bad at the NHL? Because we had our day in the sun, and every window eventually closes. Yeah. Also, the odds just aren't that good. There's 23 American teams and seven Canadian. Ones. But you would think, though, that one team would still be good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I, 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 uh. 
<laughs> I think these questions are dumb. The, the teams are just like the thing about the Canada. Like, like we've talked about this on the show before about like how you're supposed to cheer for the other Canadian teams when yours gets eliminated or Even whatever. Though like the I American th- teams have more yeah. Canadians on them. I think all that is just stupid. Yeah. Like that's just, I, I don't know. Can't, there's no reason. Why would why I want I, another team to break the Stanley cup drought yeah. in Canada? That's like saying, then w- they get to Lord that over me forever. Yeah. Like Fuck that. I don't, yeah, it's like saying, why is the Florida panhandle so bad at hockey? Because the Thrashers, Hurricanes, Lightning, and Panthers were all bad. And, like, the, like no one's saying that. Yeah. Stupid. Well, I think there's a reason why those teams weren't so great. It's because it just coincidentally worked out like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Like, no, like if, okay, if all seven Canadian teams got into the playoffs – no one would be like, well, oh, Canada's – well, okay, that's a lie. People would say that, but they'd be really wrong. Uh, anyway. Jote Scotton writes in, uh, inferiority complex in hockey fans, extremely funny or extremely sad? Extremely sad. Does he, I think, is he like referring to like the please like my sport kind of shit? I think so. Yeah. And it's sad. Yeah. Just I'm, – I'm a curler, so I feel like I already am just like, man – just give it up. Yeah. For me, it's like, please like my podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, like this first. But my sport, uh, you, you know what's kind of messed it. up is we do get a lot of tweets and feedback about how like people don't really like hockey, but they like our podcast. <laughs> uh, we might actually be driving people to watch hockey, which is crazy. Maybe. Whoa, calm down. I already told. I already told you your phone ring was alarming. Uh, question here from Marlon Phillips at Marlon the Man, Marlon who the asks, man. "Where was Stefan during the Canucks versus Ducks game?" I don't know. It's a great question. Maybe I at the toilet know. factory. I don't know the answer to. He, he's yeah. at the toilet factory most days. Yeah, exactly. Just plumbing the depths of his own reality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he might the, have been there. The though. toilet puns are never going to get old. No, because he said he tweeted from his hockey dipshit account that uh, he yeah. wasn't at the game. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe his. Maybe he just had enough. Yeah, it's possible. Or maybe he was removed from the building for wearing his fire gym bedding shirt. <laughs> DJ Laidback Luke asks, "What does BMO know about basketball?" What is this about? Uh, this they had like a to? viral, like t- promoted tweet campaign about like they were sponsoring like the All Star game. Oh, or something. I see. Hashtag BMO Ball Star. I don't know. We're what? a bank, but we support basketball. Yeah, but we what is, know a lot about it. But what does any corporation know about whatever sport? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. just stupid. Yeah, just like our bank. This is worse than yeah. like my sport. Like my bank. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that just doesn't... Because especially the, like, uh, the ones that are so confusing are, like, soccer shirt sponsorships, where you see now, like, uh, this it, the influx of, like, Asian owners in the English League. And so these 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 English soccer teams are sponsored by by like by like asian companies like um swansea has actual like asian writing on their jersey like it's like uh, chinese characters on their jersey and then there's another one that's sponsored by thailand it's like visit thailand <laughs> tourism it's thailand. Like, what, what does that have to do with anything i mean like i just, i just that's such that's so irrelevant corporate sponsorship is what it is it's always going to be in the game bmo knows no more or less about their sport than any other corporation Next question. And we welcome corporate sponsorship here on Real Good Show. If you want to sponsor the program, realgoodpod at gmail.com. Yeah, please. Just send us an email and we'll be more than happy to shill for your company. <laughs> Baby Dean writes with a, a f- clever variation on an old classic. What are sporks? 
Well, everybody knows what that is. It's just a spoon a, and a fork. Yeah, exactly. Great way to eat rice. Yeah. Thank you for contributing. Frank Nevenen with a question that is specifically for you, John. Okay. Who would you have on your curling team if you could have anyone who ever lived if you were the skip? If I was the skip, we'd lose a lot. Um, <laughs> so I'd need a lot of guys who are really good at what they do. So I'd have John Morris at third. He's played back end a lot. Smart guy. Good teammate. Good with the ladies. He's got it all. I need I need him to help me out. Um, and then front end, uh, I don't know. I'll take um, ah, shit. I'll just take my current uh, Paul current Paul team. and Jay from my current team. They're, they'll be good. So yeah, who's I mean, being cut from your current team then? Our skip, because well, I'm taking his job. Like I, I, this is a fantasy scenario where I have beheaded him. Okay, I have usurped him. We we did a coup d'état. His head is on a pike behind yeah, you. Exactly. I went from lead to skip uh, because I cut his head off and demanded that I be the skip. And then I also threatened John Morris's life and got him to come play with us. So, so yeah. So I'll keep Paul and Jay at front end, and then John can be third. Um, and we'll talk more about your recent curling tournament next week, maybe. Sure. Yeah, who knows? We can do whatever. Uh, Modern Hobo writes in with, please address the Brett Lowry soccer skills set to Euro techno videos that he's been Instagramming lately. And we had kind of already talked about Brett Lowry being a douche with you. Yeah, with you. And so I I just think, uh, listen back to what we said about Brett Lowry there. (laughs) And um, yeah, just uh, I I guess really the message there is uh, if you're 14 and want a tribal tattoo, there's still hope for you. And our final question comes to us from Teen Wolf Referencer at London the Hobo. Stefan's roommate. Yes, Chris Adam. I think this one is specifically for me. It Good. says, how could you eat at Fresh Slice? And Chris, let me tell you, I didn't eat at Fresh Slice. I ate Fresh Slice in the comfort of my own home. Because I came home from work la- late one night last week. It was like 11 in the evening. I didn't feel like cooking anything. And my roommate had a box of fresh slice just sitting on the table. I was hoping I could quietly eat it to little fanfare that no one would notice. Unfortunately, my lovely girlfriend decided to take a photo as blackmail material and then post it on Twitter. Smart. I mean, really (laughs) smart move by Carrie um, to post it. Um, dumb move by Graham to get fresh slice. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you guys live in an area where that's the only pizza We option. live next to a Papa John's also. Oh, Papa John's is good, man. It's better than fresh slice. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, we had Papa John's here one night. Uh, Papa John, if you're listening, please sponsor the podcast, realgoodpod at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll pay for your next facelift. <laughs> Did you see him at the Super Bowl? There's no way his face is not made of mostly plastic. <laughs> Or pizza dough? Yeah, maybe it's pizza dough, actually. he Maybe he, uh, like, it's Domino's pizza yeah. dough. He's, like, insulting his competition by, he's, like, your dough is only fit to be my new face. He's getting, like, garlic butter injections. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I believe it. If anyone's getting garlic butter injections, it's it's John. And Peyton Manning's holding the needle. He <laughs> injects Peyton with HGH, and Peyton hits him up with some garlic butter in return. Yeah. Yeah, that drug company is shipping garlic butter to Peyton's house. It's for Papa John, though. Yeah, it's for Papa John. So it's (laughs) not for me. It's for my wife and Papa John. Do you you get garlic breath if you get injected with garlic butter? I'm not sure. That's a great question. If If there are any scientists listening to this, actually, my friend Owen Skating is a scientist. Uh, If you could answer this question. Former sponsor of the program. Yes, exactly. Former sponsor of the program. If you could please uh, let me know, I would love to know the answer. And of course, Stefan's mother. Oh yeah, nurse. Too. Yeah, well, his dad's a doctor. His mom's a nurse. So yeah, let's get get on get in, in on this. Weigh in if you got garlic butter injected into you via syringe. Via syringe, would your breath smell bad? 
We will find out next week. Yeah. All that and more, the mysteries of the universe, will unfold as Real Good Show continues. But that'll do it for the Twitter mailbag. We will move from there into everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick our favorite things in the world of popular culture. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. And John, what did you like this week? I got a few, but I'm just going to pick one. I'm not going to pull a Justin here. Um, I am going to say a TV show. Whoops, I dropped a marker on the floor. I'm going to say a TV show, Letter Kenny. Uh, I watched all six episodes. It was just released on Crave TV. Uh, which is Bell's new like online streaming thing, but yeah. you get a month trial for free, so you could just sign up, watch Letterkenny, and then no, you don't need to be a Bell. If you're a Bell member, I think you get it for free. Okay, but if you're not, then you can sign up. It's like Netflix, like six ninety nine a month. I think I'm going to keep it though because it's actually where all the HBO and Showtime shows have gone. Hmm. I was always confused as to where they were on Netflix and stuff. And HBO Go doesn't work in Canada. Netflix only had like very few HBO programs. Yeah, I was watching like. Um, uh, the the Larry Sanders show. Okay, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. And then it disappeared. So and same thing. Like they have, they've got a bunch of that stuff. They actually have, uh, they've got South Park from all all seasons of South Park, which was pretty crazy because Netflix had that and lost it. Uh, so it's actually a really good streaming service. So I was kind of pumped because I was like, I was just getting it. I'm like, oh, I'll give this up after a month because I'm just going to watch Letter Kenny and then get rid of it. But it's solid. So Crave TV, check it out. But uh, Letter Kenny, outstanding show, produced mostly by Vancouverite actors. It follows. Uh, uh, these guys in a small town. It's kind of like Trailer Park Boys, but the smart version of that. And like sports. Yeah, and sport, related. a little more sporty. Uh, but yeah, it's just a great show. They uh, use hockey sticks for things other than getting all the piss jugs off the top of their car. Sure. I don't watch Trailer Park Boys, but I assume that was a good reference. Yeah, very much uh, so. <laughs> like, yes, my referencing is airtight. It's top-notch, A1. Uh, yeah, the acting is great, super, super funny. It's kind of got a little bit of like insult comedy to it, too. Like Every episode features uh, scenes with them just kind of insulting each other back and forth. Uh, just, I don't know, super funny show. There's not that many great programs that come out of Canada, so it's also kind of cool to see, like, a bunch of comedians I know and actors I know uh, just rocking it in the show. And, uh, yeah, one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. So make sure you check it out, Letter Kenny on Crave TV. And, and how, I don't, how would Americans find this? Uh, I think you can get it. In America on Crave TV also. Is Crave think TV can, also a thing? I think it's just online. Oh, it's just okay. like a it's like a Netflix thing. So I think you can just go online and you can still get it. Um, yeah, that would be my guess for America. There's listeners. so many of those things now. Yeah. Like Show me and yeah, exactly. CISO and yeah. fucking Yeah, so it's one of those I don't even think CBS came up with a name for theirs. It's just CBS streaming online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're too, yeah, well, they're too lazy. Why complicate it? Um, and yeah, and maybe we'll be lucky enough to have, uh, someone from that show on our very program. I think we might be. We might be. I think we're dropping hints again. We may be dropping hints, but in this case, it is actually a hint because I legitimately don't we, know. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure. Well, we weren't really sure about you and earlier when Max Kerman brought him up either, but we did say he was coming and the power of positivity. Yeah, exactly. So positive thinking, we may have some people from Letterkenny on this yeah. program, but if we don't still watch the show, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I've been pretty busy lately what so i haven't had a lot of time to uh 
uh, you know, take in and consume media. But I did see a film this week, uh, which I didn't love it, but I did quite like it, and uh, especially the style and design of it, which is to be expected given it's a film from Guillermo del Toro. It came out around Halloween last year, and I don't think it got too much fanfare at the time, probably because it's not as scary as you might have gone in expecting. Uh, Crimson Peak is the name of the film. It stars Anna Wazakowski. Close. <laughs> that sounds close. She was in, you know, uh, the Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland. Nice. I have no idea how to say her name. Also stars Tom Hiddleston, who you may know as Loki from the Avengers films. Yes. And uh, and also um, Jessica Chastain, who oh, okay. is very spooky in it. Uh, no idea. So, a uh, very entertaining film, uh, very well made. It's more of like a 18th century kind of horror romance sort of deal. Okay. Uh, um, and it explicitly like references the kinds of, of genre fiction that it's playing off of. I really uh, admire Guillermo del Toro's ability to just make films that kind of echo uh, the sort of fiction that he would have grown up loving as a kid. Right. Uh, whether that's like comic books like, like Blade 2 or, uh, you know, uh, Japanese anime like Pacific. Rim. Um, this is a lot more a female-oriented film. It's a very much a romance story, right. uh, but uh, beautiful style, beautiful design, as you would expect from Guillermo del Toro. Nice. And I do recommend Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak sounds like a feminist zine. Yeah. <laughs> About what? Just being a woman. <laughs> like roller derby? Mm, yeah. Yeah, that'd be like uh, one of the names. Like Betty Crimson Peak Barnacle or whatever the fuck they're, I don't know. They always have alliterative names. Anyway, Shannon the Crimson Peak Smasher Crusher. No, but there because there's like a, there's a feminist comedy group in Toronto called the Crimson Wave. Yeah. So just like Crimson Peak just made me think of like a real tough period. <laughs> you know. And it is a period piece. Oh. Bingo, bango. There See, we just go. like that. Might as well. We might as well quit. This show's over. And with that, that <laughs> will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate is Lucy, the dog. Yeah, she pissed on the floor. <laughs> Our intern is Aaron Mackay. Our producer is Jessica Sands. And a huge thank you to her this week, especially. Our guest was Ewan Curry, of yeah, course. Yeah, thanks, Ewan. I'm Justin Morissette. John Cullen. Stefan Eck. Stefan Eck's dead. I killed him for saying I was dead last episode. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Sheepdogs. Sheep that was too easy. But we all, everyone knew it, but we're two for two. I know. So fuck Stefan. <laughs> it's good shit.
like scoop is good because then it reminds me of ice cream. There's ain't nobody got a problem with ice cream. <laughs> scoop? Yeah, well, you said you'd scoop some ladies. It's like I, I didn't rem- say scoop. Yeah, no, yeah, that was yeah. the. Did that, he? Yeah, he said scoop. So we scoop up some ladies. We'll, we'll play, rewind. We'll play, play back and double check that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess with music, it just seems like it's really like casual because you kind of like, well, we're just gonna get up there and rock our songs and get drunk and then scoop up a bunch of ladies and go party like it's. <laughs> Scoop up a bunch of ladies and go party.